0: Oh, it's chilly out here.
1: franny has got his hand warmer and ready to go.
0: They're arriving in the mail soon. And welcome back, everyone. It is episode number 52 of Thirst and Goal. Frontier is here. Ben, right across the table from me, wearing his Steelers gear once again. And Sonia. Well, most likely make an appearance later in the show. It's pretty cold outside. She's cuddled up and watching a Lifetime movie, most (laughs) likely. (laughs) Maybe sipping on a little bit of something in there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, we're coming to you from the frozen tundra of Southern California. <laughs> it is deep into the 40s out here where football should be played it's, and podcasts should re- be recorded in the outside.
0: That is true, Ben. That is true. But it has been a very cold winter thus far. Um, there is snow in parts of Los Angeles yeah. where there isn't usually snow that sticks to the ground. So it's been an odd winter. The snow-capped mountains in the background, are, it's, it's it's a nice backdrop. But this is way too cold. You didn't sign up for this, Ben. Yeah, if
1: we didn't sign up for this. We don't get paid $14 million an episode or even $60,000 an episode like Marshawn Lynch will be paid (laughs) tomorrow. And we'll talk about that as we get through. Uh, But we do have a fire burning in the background here. It is. is. A little bit of minor warmth. We have a nice airliner flying overhead as we speak <laughs> as usual uh but we do have right drinks in hand Franny. what are you drinking over there you know what
0: tonight ben uh it's another rye uh we have so many to choose from tonight it's the woodford reserve rye and a little
1: bit of coke a little bit of caffeine to uh keep me awake and what about you ben we yeah we have drank drunk a ton of rye on the show we're actually trying yeah. another one tonight so Franny has his Fill of rye and I Coke. Rye. I like rice. Yeah, and he's given up on the Jack Daniels. He's given up on the Jack Daniels and Coke, mostly because <laughs> I haven't gone out and bought another bottle of it. Well,
0: it's more because we have so many other <laughs> bottles uh, to choose from that yeah, you know, not necessary to get another 1.75-liter bottle of Jack... So I think we're we're pretty good with the alcohol right now.
1: Yeah, we're 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 all set. Yeah, so I'm drinking I am continuing to drink the Aviation gin. It's an American style gin owned by Deadpool actor uh Ryan Reynolds and we uh it's an American style gin. It's a more of a summer gin, but it actually is is doing me quite well here in the winter time. I have a sprig of fresh rosemary from Frane's backyard and huh. a lime and a little bit of tonic. This is a really Really nice drink. So we, we highly recommend both the Woodford Reserve rye. It's sort of a mid range rye and the aviation gin, which is sort of a I don't know that it's on the higher end of the gin prices. No, it's yeah, it's around no, forty No,
0: it's about no, twenty five. It's about twenty five dollars. So it's Actually, a, really a lot good of gins. Gin. A lot of gins are on that price range. You know, there's there's not a lot of high priced gins. There's no reason to buy a very expensive gin. You know, something 50, 60 bucks or something.
1: Only uh, if you're or, having a very special get together.
0: But gin is, is one of those drinks that, you know, you just kind of mix it with everything. You can't, you can't yeah, see, sip is, it.
1: You can like tell from a non-gin drinker over here, Yeah, <laughs> just whatever, gin. Get some beef eaters.
0: Yeah, yeah, put a little bit of a sprig of uh, rosemary in there or whatever you put in there.
1: Yeah, but definitely we recommend the rosemary. It's it's actually a really nice accent mm-hmm. to to the gin in the wintertime. I don't know that I would do it in the summer. I might mix a little basil in there in the summer, perhaps. Uh-huh. But right now, the rosemary is doing me just fine. Friday, what are we going to talk about tonight?
0: Tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news, we have our housekeeping, our Week 16 recap. It was an interesting Week 16. I was focused mainly on one game, the Eagles game, of course. Uh, We have our shout-outs to our fellow podcasters out there. We have our playoff picture,
1: Ooh. and it's pretty crazy. It is a crazy set of scenarios that could go down tomorrow.
0: Yeah, the NFC is, you know... I mean it, it, anybody can end up in first place.
1: Yes, the worst you know, one of the one of the teams that I can't quite figure out, the Green Bay Packers, how they have thirteen wins. But somehow they could potentially end up as the number one seed in the NFL hosting. Oakland could make game. it. Oakland could I mean, make Jesus the playoffs. Christ. This is in crazy. In fact, I almost hope they do make the playoffs given <laughs> the other teams that they're competing with, one of those being my Pittsburgh Steelers who can't beat the New York Jets.
0: Yeah, well, the Dallas Cowboys couldn't beat them either. Yeah, Thank that's God. true. Thank that's God. true. Open the door for the Eagles. Yeah, and we have our Week 17 picks. We have Ben's betting corner, At also Friday's. my parlay. My sexy seven this week. We have our shot of the week, which is, uh, it's a New Year's shot. New Year's is right around the corner. We have our beverage of the week, Ben mentioned. We have another rye to try on the show tonight. We have our beer of the week, also a local beer from Anaheim. We have,
1: uh, Ben's Benny corner again.
0: (laughs) If we make it, if we get there. And then we have our housekeeping to finish up the night.
1: All right, finally, what's first up on the big board?
0: First up on the big board, band, we have our NFL news.
1: Yeah, so we have a little bit. I mean, hopefully we'll keep this positive this week. We're going into the last week of the season. Can you believe it? I can't <laughs> believe it. Uh, it seems just like yesterday we were getting back from our summer break abroad. We had a couple weeks abroad, and we were you know, getting ready, gearing up for the first week of the season. And here we sit going into week 17. It's really, really a quick season, quicker than I expected. Uh, but first we have Michael Thomas, one of Frane's Favorite wide receivers. He should be the, everybody's f- yeah, favorite. Yeah, and he should be. I mean, he definitely should be Drew Brees' favorite receiver. Uh, there's a new single-season reception king, and his name is Michael Thomas. New Orleans Saints receiver Michael Thomas recorded his 144th catch of the season with three minutes and six seconds to play in the fourth quarter against the Tennessee Titans. Thomas caught a short pass on a second and nine from the Tennessee 14 stiff armed quarterback Logan Ryan. And or sorry, stiff armed cornerback Logan Ryan and dove for the left front pylon. A touchdown. Initially, the play was called a touchdown, but it was overturned on review. Two plays later. Drew Brees found Thomas for the touchdown, his twelfth catch of the afternoon. Thomas broke the mark of 143 receptions set by number or what was Mervin Harris's number? Was he eighty eight? Mm, can't remember uh, Marvin Harrison with the Indianapolis Colts in 2002. He came into the Saints game with the Tennessee Titans needing 10 receptions to tie the mark and 11 to break, and got all of them in Week 16, meaning he is now the regular season uh, or the regular season single. Si- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you wrote you wrote that a little off. Right? i did i wrote that a little <laughs> off so he is now the single season reception king Friday what say you about michael thomas and me stuttering through the nfl news <laughs> uh well no i mean, it's
0: impressive it's, his numbers are impressive it seems like every time drew Brees drops back to throw the ball it always goes to him and uh you know for a good reason i mean he's, he has amazing hands he runs his routes great he's a fast guy he's you know he's just tall enough i mean he's 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 what you want if you looked in the dictionary and you looked up wide receiver it'd be a picture of michael thomas he's the kind of guy that you would want but you also want drew Brees as the guy throwing the ball to you as well so it's, it's pretty impressive and i think he was um I, I mentioned him back in our thirst impressions way back maybe in week seven where he was having an amazing season um i mean i, I think you also mentioned him earlier as well maybe week one or two yeah um you know how, how how great he was doing so I mean it's 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 not shocking that he is uh now the record holder and Drew Brees also broke his record last week this week uh Michael Thomas breaks his so I mean you know, the Saints are breaking all sorts of records this year.
1: The Saints break records almost every single week coming down the stretch here. The one record they can't seem to get over the hump on is an actual Super Bowl victory, but hats off. To... They have the
0: record worst call in the NFC <laughs> Championship game. That, that was terrible. That is true. I'm going to keep on bringing that up, yeah, man. I know
1: you are. Hats off to Michael Thomas.
0: Michael Thomas slot to the left. He's looking his way, and
1: there it is. A new NFL record. Reaching across for a touchdown. How about it? Yeah, I mean that is no joke. It? 144 receptions right there Thomas. with a week to play. I mean, very, very it. impressive stuff by mm-hmm. Michael Thomas. Uh, you know, I'm not the hugest Saints fan out there, but why, Ben? Uh, but give why, it up. Why from, do the Saints rub you the wrong way? I, j- I don't know. I, I, I <laughs> maybe I need to get into some high intensity therapy sessions to try to flesh this out. But yeah, I mean, I, I I really really appreciate everything that Michael Thomas has been able to do for that team. I mean, he Amazing. is as good as they come. His hands are strong. His routes are crisp. He, he always seems to have separation on his. I mean, on the defenders. I mean, I give Michael Thomas a lot of credit. But also,
0: Hall of Fame QB doesn't hurt either.
1: It, it yeah, but not a top one hundred of all time. Yeah, he didn't make of, the list. I don't understand that. You the know, he list? didn't they have make some the list. guy from like
0: nineteen. 19- you know 40 or whatever Yeah, he missed them.
1: out to leather helmet number 1 and leather <laughs> helmet number 2 makes absolutely no uh, sense. But yeah, but they did put some they did put some folks up there. I think Drew Brees probably should have got in over Roger Staubach, but yeah. we'll have plenty of time to flesh that out over the over the offseason when we go through the ridiculous picks that they went through on the top 100 or the 100 of all time best NFL players. Next up, we have the Seahawks, which came into the week and big, big trouble, but ended the week on a high note. They still might be in trouble. So not only did the Seahawks suffer a 27-13 upset loss at home to the Arizona Cardinals, but to add injury to insult, they might have lost their leading runner for the remainder of the season. Jeremy Bergman of NFL.com reported they did, in fact, lose. Uh, Richard Penny, two weeks ago, they lost Carson uh, Chris Carson for the season, and they lost C.J. Procyse as well. Um, so, as Carol said earlier in the week, we've got to get to scrambling. We got to get to work and figure out what we're doing next. In place of Carson and Procyse, rookie running back Travis Homer, who looked terrible uh, against Arizona, taking 28 snaps, uh, 42 yards on 11 touches. Carol noted that was a lot of game for Homer to have to play by himself. Uh, regarding Brown, Carol said. That uh, this is uh, Gerard Brown or uh, Dwayne Brown who was out uh, tackle who was out actually for the rest of the season as well. Carroll said that the veteran tackle does not need major surgery, uh, but Dwayne Brown cannot play with with the discomfort, and he did in fact undergo surgery this past week. But we do have some really, really, really interesting (laughs) news coming out of Seahawk land. Hey, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Marshawn Lynch is back in the house. Signed a one-year deal for one game, game or week seventeen, as well as the playoffs. He will be paid sixty thousand dollars for the game tomorrow, and he will be paid his playoff share for the remaining games. You know, depending on how far they go in the playoffs. But, Freddie, what do you think about Marshawn Lynch and Michael Turbin? But more important, Marshawn Lynch yeah. back in the fold in Seattle. Can you believe it? I, it's it's it's. I can't believe it. You know, I, I thought mean, it was. I thought it was crazy talk when I saw it. When yeah, I, I mean, saw it start coming across Twitter, I thought this can't sure.
0: be real. Is he still in game shape though? I mean, he hasn't played a game since what week six of of two thousand eighteen? Yeah, so it's been a long time since he stepped on the football field. So I'm not sure if you've negative been, he's been Nelly over here hitting the weight room. Um, but you know, it's, it's it's interesting news. I'm excited to see you know what he has left in the tank.
1: And they didn't even have to pay him that much. I mean, the sixty yeah. thousand dollars translates to about 000, 000 a million dollars over a too. I mean, he's probably. I think the Skittles uh, is a little bit more of a gimmick to get some advertising money, more so than it is a reality. I don't think he's sucking down as many Skittles as I did last night watching the Star Wars movie, <laughs> which was two entire bags of Skittles. Uh, but I mean, I I was really really excited. Maybe the excitement. I think Franny is probably. Correct in his analysis. I think the excitement is more so based on nostalgia yeah. and what's happened in the past. And that amazing run he had against New Orleans the the year that they were 7-9. and nine, It snuck into the playoffs. And just his run... Well, they were in, in the playoffs. The, in the, that, was,
0: that was the first round. That was a yeah. Wild, yeah, wild card.
1: And, a, you know, the Super Bowl... Uh, that they won against Denver and then almost against the New England Patriots had they given the ball to Marshawn Lynch. They if only. Probably would have, in fact, won that, that haunt, game from the one-yard line. Haunt Pete Carroll forever. Forever, as it should. Yep. Uh, but Marshawn Lynch has a chance to, to show Pete Carroll that he should get the ball from the one-yard line starting tomorrow. I mean, it's just a really—I mean, it was really— what other team could potentially pull that off? I just don't see another team being able to pull that kind of thing off. Uh, you know, he knows the, the offense, he's familiar with the facilities, familiar with the coaching staff, so he doesn't really need a lot of time to get up to speed. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that there are a lot of teams that have those kinds of relationships with their former player that they could pick somebody up. I mean, sixty grand is is not a lot of money to Marshawn Lynch to come and potentially put his health at risk yeah. for one game. He's, he's made plenty of money in the league, though. I, I don't
0: think he's worried too much about his bank account. Oh, definitely not. Yeah.
1: I, that's why I think it's a small amount of money. Yeah, I think he yeah, probably could have got more money. For that one game, but I'll uh, mm-hmm. probably get about eight carries or ten carries in the game. Yeah, Michael I'm, Turbin probably the same. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he looks and when he comes out on the field. Yeah, I mean they've got Travis Homer, they've got uh, a, dra- a guy that an undrafted, an undrafted player, Xavier something something. I can't remember his name, but he's out of like some small school in Texas. I want to say so they really were down to the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. in Seattle. But just Marshawn Lynch tomorrow coming out onto that his field. Return is going to be intense, and if he can rush for a touchdown tomorrow uh, or break off even one big run tomorrow. Just
0: imagine if they're at the one-yard line. You know, Russell Wilson throws a deep bomb to Lockett and Lockett goes down at the one-yard line, and they pass it again. Oh, I, no, I think, they can't. They can't. I, I think They can't. The play think, of the decade. That was the play <laughs> of the
1: decade. They can't do it again. They can't do it again. Uh, but this, was, this is, to me, what makes sports so great. Yeah, it'll probably be eight carries for 30 yards tomorrow. But the chance, the chance that oh, he yeah. does something special tomorrow is what is so exciting about sports. He could, you know, break off a 60-yard touchdown run or, tomorrow to win the game, and, and the place will just go insane. Or he
0: could run six yards and be on the sideline with oxygen yeah, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> trying true. to catch his that's breath. Uh, it's been such a long time. But you know, I wish him all the best, unless the Eagles play the Seahawks in you know, the wild
1: card round. <laughs> Oh, that! Oh I won't be in the house. I'll be somewhere else. I'll be somewhere else. Sonja's I'll be mowing team. the lawn or. Sonia's team versus my team. Else. Oh man! Uh, yeah, I got to be. Uh, I, I will have uh, work that day. Split loyalties that day. in that game. Uh, but next up, a little bit of a segue over to Marshawn Lynch, former team. Something the Raiders should have done a long time ago, and was easily predictable. Given the signing of John Gruden, the Raiders may be cutting ties with oft maligned and rightfully so Derek Carr. The Raiders could be moving on for starting quarterback Derek Carr this offseason. With several team sources sensing a growing frustration with the veteran by all of the coaching staff and concerns about how much potential for growth remains. Jason of CBS Sports, reported. Carr, who turns 29 in March, is completing his second season with quarterback guru John Gruden. Well, self-appointed quarterback guru John Gruden uh, as head coach. And while there are other mitigating factors like Antonio Brown's bizarre defection, which also happened to the Steelers, some injuries as well. Several sources close to Gruden expect him to dissect the 2020 quarterback class and explore options to perhaps upgrade at the most critical position in the game. And unfortunately, they've still got a. S- you know a bunch of draft picks stockpiled for next year. Gruden, who spent abundant time with the top quarterbacks in college every year for his draft breakdown while at ESPN, he's become a champion of the uber athletic passers that have punctuated the NCA game, and he stands uniquely poised to grab one should the Raiders become sufficiently enticed. Franny, what do you think about moving on from Derek Carr finally I don't after know his one good season?
0: Yeah, I mean definitely they should go out and draft a quarterback. You know, since they have so many draft picks, you know, draft a couple of quarterbacks, whatever, you know. But uh, I don't know if it's time to move on from Carr just yet
1: because we've seen yeah, man, You are the most patient person. I, I know. Until, but, unless it's the Eagles. Unless the Eagles, yes. Yeah, yes I was talking shit about
0: Carson Wentz earlier this, this season. Um, but, uh, no, I, I would, if, if he's such a guru, you know. I don't think he's a guru. I don't think he yeah. is either. But if he thinks he is, if he believes that, then he can kind of groom Carr. You know, I mean, he hasn't been able to do it the last two seasons, but we've seen Carr have some success in this league. Um, You know, he had uh, was a few years ago before he broke his femur, before they were about to make it to the playoffs. You know, he was playing at a high level. You know, he, yeah, he was. He, I mean, they were they, one of the top. Was, I don't
1: remember what their record was, but it was. I really think they good. won about 12, 11, yeah. 12
0: games that, that season. And he was the quarterback at the time. So, you know, he can be successful in this league. You just have to put the right pieces around him, though.
1: I'm sorry, Ben. You're I know. <laughs> well, he's just so patient. I mean, if you listen to him on a Sunday watching the Eagles game, Aguilar, done, Jeffrey done. Okay, the Eagles you know, should be done with they Aguilar. Should, they should, they should all...
0: be done with him. No new <laughs> contracts for for Nelson Aguilar. Who are these running backs? Now, sign Why, the guy know? that was catching the kids falling out the window yeah, in the fire yeah. build in the in the in the building that was caught fire. But fired. one
1: running back after another after another thrown under the bus. I mean, Miles uh, Miles Sanders not as much. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, but he you know he is not this patient. He wouldn't be this patient. I just don't think he's not this patient in the first quarter of the game with Carson Wentz. Let alone after five seasons in the league or six. They don't have a a good
0: team right now. I think if if you let um, Gruden, you know, bring in players and and kind of build his own team and have Carr as his quarterback, I I think they could be successful with him. But definitely, it's also a good idea. I mean, if you have draft picks, get a quarterback um, that kind of sticks out to you in the draft. Grab that guy. See if you can maybe groom him. Have him sit behind Carr. If Carr struggles, then definitely put him in. You know, but I, you know, Carr has had some success in this league. I don't think it's disappeared just yet. I, I he's better than his brother. Uh, actually, I yeah. think
1: his brother was better.
0: He just had a his brother's pretty terrible, good on NFL Network. He's he's good a on NFL terrible Network. Terrible team. I mean, yeah. he had a terrible team. I don't in think Houston. this team is much better. They're not. They're not a great team. It's I mean, it's had kind of Josh different.
1: Jacobs all year. He's got uh, what's his name? I mean, jo- Josh uh, uh, Jacobs. He's got a yeah. great tight end. He's got at least one decent receiver whose name is escaping me right now. Uh, decent offensive line. Not a terrible offensive line. You know, I think that they could have been more successful this year than they have been and after if he's 29, he's been in the season for he been in the league for 7 years at least. He's been there for a while. And I mean, some, I think after 7 years, flashes, should, yeah. you know, this is the same thing in Major League Baseball we are bringing up this 29-year-old if, pitcher and we hope he's going to do well. If they draft, no, he's not going to do well. He's if they, 29.
0: If they draft a quarterback though, I'm not sure what his contract is either, but if they do draft a, a quarterback, do you think they should sit Carr right away? the first game of the season, or do you think they should give Carr a chance to see what he can do and then bring in the new guy if necessary?
1: Oh, I would sit him right away. I mean, and I think that's the trend. We only have five years before you have to pay these guys, four years before you have to negotiate probably a big contract. But
0: he's already signed his contract, though. They, they did sign him to a new contract. I'm just not sure when it expires. Oh, if, the- if, this, if, if the current contract that he's on expires, then, yes, cut ties. But if he has one more season left and you're already paying the guy – you might as well give them another chance.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, for the, if someone they draft, I mean someone yeah, yeah. they I mean that's that's one thing I do agree with in the, in the the more newer NFL with the new CBA where you you know you have the four years if you if you're drafted in the first round and a fifth year option, it, it's leading teams to starting quarterbacks much much earlier. Like you can't you're not going to sit Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre for four years or Steve Young behind well, Montana. Well, sitting
0: Brett Favre is a little different. Like, that's kind of tough. I mean, it's easier to sit der- or 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 Carr than it is to uh to sit you know Brett Favre. Oh, for I, sure. You can't
1: do that. I mean, Brett Favre is
0: he's one of the top 100 quarterbacks yeah. according to the NFL and network.
1: He is. <laughs> uh, but those days are long gone. I think if you if you're able to draft someone right out of the shoot, give him a shot. Uh, the only thing I would ask, John Gruden, please, please, I'm going to have something in my in my talk in my comments about the Steelers later about a quarterback that I would really like to draft. Just stay away from this one particular quarterback. <laughs> but this is John Gruden's mo. I mean, he you know he likes to date quarterbacks. He doesn't like to marry them. He. He's gonna go. He's probably gonna run through three or four different quarterbacks in Oakland before this ten-year contract is up. This is just who he is, and I mean, I don't think Derek Carr is a particularly good quarterback. I don't think as you, no, I don't think he's he's not spectacular. He's not gonna be you know a, a maybe even a top
0: ten. But if he's within the top fifteen and you have a very good defense and you have a good running game,
1: you can definitely have some success. Alrighty then. I'm just saying. Uh, Franny is that you should be the PR, but you should be the PR man for uh, Josh Allen. <laughs> Derek Carr, Kyle, uh, Allen. Kyle Allen, Case yeah, you know, all these sort of average Kirk cousins. Kirk cousins, all these sort of below-average performers in clutch situations, and just sort of start. Uh, are you average? <laughs> do you like to? Do you want people to think that you're above average? Do you want your coach and your team to sign you? Come see Franes. <laughs> Call one eight hundred.
0: 235 Whatever.
1: <laughs> Uh, but next up, we have a feel good story. We're trying to get a feel good story here. Uh, going down the stretch, here you should have a lead in for your feel good story. Yeah. It's like a nice like, little like uh,
0: song for that, like like the more you know, like NBC, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> with
1: <the little> <laughs> like with a little shooting across. star shooting across. Uh, But NFL offensive tackle Gary Gilliam of the Seattle Seahawks and formerly of, or uh, sorry, of San Francisco and formerly of the Seattle Seahawks is heading up a community revitalization project in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Gilliam is a former Harrisburg native who graduated from Milton Hershey School, and he's the founder of the Bridge Project. Gilliam will release new details of the project this week or this coming week. The project will renovate the former Bishop McDivitt School building that has been vacant since 2013 when the Catholic school moved into a new building. Gilliam developed the project to provide access to basic resources with a focus on psychological needs and environmental sustainability. Gilliam won't own the building. He'll lease it and plans to create office space and self-sustaining eco-village. The small village could include homes, stores, and even agriculture the bridge anticipates acquiring five to 30 acres in harrisburg to create the village that will produce healthy fresh food clean water and renewable energy gilliam made a statement about the project last month saying i've always been taught to leave a place better than you found it whether it's in the locker room an abandoned school building my community or the planet i'm going to do my part we're doing community development but we want it we want to do it sustainably Uh, Renovations have already begun on the building and development plans include co-working space, housing unit, commercial, retail, entertainment, indoor urban agriculture as part of an agro-food innovation center. The old William Penn High School in Harrisburg is another site. I think that uh, William Penn High School might have been on a television show. Is another site the bridge has considered acquiring. The school has been closed since 2008. Uh, Harrisburg was hard hit uh you know as the industrial revolution came to a close in the in the united states as, as much of rural pennsylvania has been uh, there's still the hershey chocolate plant i think is in harrisburg uh, but it's a pretty depressed region so this is a really great thing that uh, gilliam is doing for his hometown mm-hmm. front any thoughts about this yeah, gentleman doing
0: good works in his community another feel-good story from you ben Makes me feel good.
1: Well, and I like <laughs> to do this to point out the stark contrast to Dance. some of the players out there. Feel good stories. <laughs> yes, you got Odell Beckham whining and wearing watches, wearing the cleats that he's not supposed to wear, putting on cleats before the game to show them off, and then putting on different cleats after the game. You have Antonio Brown doing what Antonio Brown does, screaming at police and and you know screaming about the race of the women that he's going to date. And then he shows up at Saints camp this week to try out for the Saints. And what does he do? Does he show up modestly, alone, just ready to work and ready to show Sean Payton and the, and the Saints coaching staff what he can do? No. He shows up with a camera crew, his entire entourage, and a whole bunch of doofuses putzing around the, the Saints facility that led the Saints to say, we're probably not going to sign Brown now or ever. So you have people renovating. Uh, and as someone who grew up in a town whose school had a lot of vacant, his one of the bigger schools had vacant buildings that were later renovated to to community use it really is a boon for the community but to see Antonio Brown doing the garbage that he does and Beckham and the rest of these players and see this outside tackle who made a fraction of what Brown made during his short career uh, I just think it's a really really you know it just shows the contrast beside you know between douchebags like Antonio Brown and people who are actually out there doing good works Mm -hmm. do I have to do a shot for that you think actually you know what since it's Antonio
0: Brown, no. Okay, yeah, I get a no. free pass on Antonio Brown. Although if you want a shot, you kind of deserve one. I mean, if, if we're going to follow the rules of our drinking game.
1: Hey, tell the folks about our drinking game. We're only so, about 25 minutes
0: in. Yeah, it. so if, if Ben says anything negative about Antonio Brown, which he has said multiple times, and Antonio Brown has gotten a lot worse since Ben first started uh, making comments about him, or if he says anything negative about Le'Veon Bell, which that's that's been a long, a long time ago. You know, Le'Veon Bell, he, you know, Played with the Steelers for for quite a few years there, yeah. but he wasn't a dick though when he left. He, was the, he wasn't and, as big of a and, dick and, and, as Antonio and Brown. Yeah, he you he's, can tell this past he's week, a much more level-headed guy than Antonio Brown. He kind of went with you know he kind of went on his way and, and went to the Jets and, and he's struggling over there, which I'm sure Ben is very excited about. So if Ben says anything back, negative about those. <laughs> I know, right? If, if Ben says anything negative about those guys or anybody in his division, so whether it's the Bengals or the Browns or the Ravens, and I'm I'm really surprised that you have not said anything negative about the Ravens. We're playing them this week, so I might. If the Cowboys were as good as the Ravens, I'd be talking shit about the Cowboys nonstop on here. I'm surprised you have not said too many negative things about them and made negative comments. I'm shocked, Ben. I'm, yeah, I'm really should. Shocked. Well, I mean, luckily <laughs>
1: Jerry Jones owns the Cowboys, so ever since he ran Jimmy Johnson out of town, low the 25 <laughs> or 28 years ago, they have basically sucked ever since. With a few, much. with a few, you know, high points along I love the way, Jerry it, Jones. some playoff. So they will, they will never be as good as the Baltimore Ravens as long as that person owns the team. <laughs> Uh, So you're lucky in that regard. But because it's 40-some degrees out here, Uh, I am going to take a shot.
0: And if Sonya also says anything negative about anybody, any team in the NFC West, obviously not the Seahawks, and if I say anything negative about anybody in my division, the NFC East, the NFC Least, uh, then I take a shot. You just got to get in it to win it. might take one later, but I'll pour
1: one for Ben. But Ben, what's the next story on the docket? The next story isn't something else that's near and dear to Steeler fans' hearts. Unfortunately, another story out of pittsburgh pennsylvania or out of pennsylvania the pittsburgh steelers quarterback ben roethlisberger has he played the final snap of his career uh, while we certainly have no reason to believe that's the case one nfl insider is reportedly hearing that roethlisberger might not ever make it back from the season ending elbow injury he suffered this season uh, this is from Chris Mortensen of ESPN. I've talked to people who have spoken with him, and he has some doubt whether he's going to play football again. According to Mortensen's latest report, the Steelers could sign a veteran free agent quarterback such as Philip Rivers, <laughs> Eli Manning, or Teddy Bridgewater, I'll take Teddy Bridgewater, during the <laughs> offseason if Roethlisberger is unable to return. This is really the first time we've heard anyone in the media with a lot of credibility say that Roethlisberger might not make it back from his elbow injury. In fact, Morton's Monday report comes less or came less than a week after Ron Cook of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reported that the quarterback had told him that his rehab is on track. Uh, Roethlisberger put out his normal Twitter post with his family all dressed in the same onesies, I believe, uh, Uh, this week because he he did not like this report. And what he said was... Contrary to recent reports out there about my football future and my uncertainty about playing again, I am working hard and more determined than ever to come back stronger and better than ever next year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I tend not to believe anything that Ben Roethlisberger says, and I don't. I mean, if this came from Ian Rappaport, I would have thrown it in the trash and not reported on it. <laughs> uh, but because because it came from Chris Mortensen or it had come from Jay Glazer or someone that has a track record of actually getting things right, it makes me a little bit nervous that the Steelers quarterback might not be coming back next year, and that really, uh, with a running back made out of glass and two one quarterback and mason rudolph who probably doesn't have top tier potential and duck hodges who may not Mm -hmm. have any potential uh this is this is not good news for the steelers have any any thoughts about ben roethlisberger potentially never playing football again
0: i don't i don't think he's going to retire i don't think he wants to go out like this you know hobbled on the sideline going out in week two i mean if he played you know the majority of the season if he got to week 10 or 11 And uh, they were kind of struggling and, you know, they weren't going to make the playoffs with him, then I would believe it. But the fact that he went out so early in the season, um, you know, I I think he wants to still see what he has left. And I think he has such a big ego. You know, Ben Roethlisberger is the kind of guy that has a huge ego, and you could yeah, tell. Yeah, that's why I
1: don't believe his Twitter post.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's determined. No, but, he didn't say he uh, will. He
0: said he's yeah, determined. I do. I do think he's determined. Like you said, he uh, off the podcast. He looks a little overweight, but he has always looked overweight. He never moved around the pocket that well. even when he was young. So even if he does, you know, weigh twenty or thirty pounds more, it's not going to make a huge difference. And it's not like he would ever use his legs that often. He you know, extends to run down. plays as he, good he, he can as anybody out them. there. He can extend them. He can extend them. He looks uh, goofy. Look, you know, doing it. But I, I think. He will come back and play next season and see how far he can go. Um, his ego is just too big to let that keep him off the field. You know, just, just that one injury in week two is not going to do it. And I think he really wants to come back and prove to people that he still has, you know, what he had a couple of years ago, throwing 5,000 yard. you know, two seasons in a row.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, I, my fear is that he won't come back. I mean, my fear is that he won't come back and he'll leave a trail of garbage and trash <laughs> in his wake because he's going to leave Randy Feekner as our as our offensive coordinator because they won't fire him so long as they believe that Roethlisberger is coming back. And he is not ready for prime time as an offensive coordinator. I mean, you see what happened in the in the last game. I mean, in the last two games, throwing the ball 40 times each with your backup quarterbacks in there. He has no game plan. He doesn't have really... Creative looks. Uh, but as I mentioned earlier about John Gruden, I, my my dream scenario would be that the Steelers, I know this sounds crazy, but the Steelers would trade away some of their draft picks for next year and potentially some draft picks from 2021 and pick up somebody like Justin Herbert out of Oregon, sort of your prototypical Big Ben style quarterback, uh, because I, I think that the Steelers have to start planning ahead at quarterback because even if Roethlisberger were to come back, are we going to get more than a year out of him at 39 years old? Probably not. But with Chris Mortensen reporting this, I tend to think there's some truth to it. And yes, I agree with Friday. his ego his ego may not be able to keep him off the field, mm-hmm. but his ego that got him on the field may not be able to produce <laughs> okay. at a level that is equal to his ego. Um and with a, a lower level receiving core that we're going to have next year, notwithstanding Deontay Johnson's, you know, pretty good season. This year, uh, Juju should be healthy again next year, but Connor looks like he can't get through, you know, four or five games at any point in his career without going down for a significant. I mean, you never know. We can pick
0: up in the draft. You know, I mean, you can pick up a running back in the draft and and you know see what he can do. But I I, I think Ben Roethlisberger will come back. This will not be the end of Ben Roethlisberger. That's what he's thinking right now in and, his onesies with his family. I know,
1: and there's a part of me that almost. Wish that he would retire, and I know that sounds nah, terrible I don't know, because he's I'm way surprised. better than the guys I'm, I'm that we really have. I'm really shocked
0: because, I mean, you were you've been a huge supporter of Ben Roethlisberger. I know, have, through all the I have. Know, the shit that he's been through, and it's just
1: the numbers. I mean, the numbers over the last decade or so have not translated to significant runs through the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, well, he, I think he, that has a
0: you know has a lot to do with the defense too.
1: Yeah, the defense hasn't been great. I mean, and Mike Tomlin, I mean, part of this is just Mike. Mike Tomlin looks like he's really, I mean, he's not going to enjoy himself tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But through this stretch of the season, he looks really energized. He looks like he's involved and happy coaching a team like this. I think that he sort of had to take a backseat on offense to Ben Roethlisberger and Todd Haley and now Randy Fechner. And he wasn't as as involved in the offense and... And and Ben Roethlisberger has been in his ear for a big chunk of the games that Hodges and Rudolph have started, so he has been involved. But I, Tomlin has been so excited this year. Watching him coach has been a joy for me because I think he's really, you know, really into it. I think he was on autopilot there for for a few years, just sort of holding Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and the rest of those clowns, you know, just under wraps so that they could play a game on Sunday. But his level of coaching and involvement in the team this year, I think, has been. More significant than in years past, but I do agree with with Franny that I think he'll come back, but I think the Steelers should start planning oh, ahead. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean you and know, Justin Steve Herbert, Rudolph. John Gruden, do not draft Justin <laughs> Herbert. I'm telling you if the Steelers trade away everything you got. Get Justin yeah. Herbert from Oregon.
0: Rudolph is not the guy. Hodges is not the guy. Roethlisberger, at least return for one more year and give the Steelers a chance to find somebody to fill in
1: because Joe Burrow is definitely going to the Cincinnati Bengals I think he threw for eight touchdowns today and ran for a touchdown and that was before the fourth quarter started uh made Oklahoma look like a high school team out there so I'm pretty sure that uh Joe Burrow if he's not smart enough to hold out and not go to the Cincinnati Bengals even though Marvin Lewis is uh rumored to be uh in the running and if not the lead candidate for the Washington Redskins job Wow! but who who would have thought that who would have thought that Marvin Lewis, the guy that he tried to run out of town for eight, nine years in a row because he could, even though they were going to the playoffs every so often, beat the Steelers in the playoff game that we watched together, mm-hmm. uh, that Marvin Lewis would look good compared to the <laughs> compared to Zach Taylor and what they've done to that team since he left that team. I mean, it's pretty shocking. I, I don't think it'd be a huge difference with Marvin Lewis over there.
0: <laughs> I, I still think they would be a, a, a bad team. I mean, the organization, the owner, there. I mean, they're
1: just terrible from top to bottom. I don't disagree. Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, a little bit of housekeeping. Oh, a little bit of housekeeping. Thank you all, all so much for listening to our humble little podcast. Franny's over there shivering, so please, you know, support our show. We're out here in the 40-degree temperature. I know if you live in Buffalo or Green Bay uh, <laughs> or somewhere else, you're laughing at us right now for for talking about the 40s, but it's a pretty it's pretty chilly out here. So thank you all so much for listening to our show. Uh, you can share our website, Thursday Thirstandgoal.buzzsprout.com with your friends, relatives, anyone you think would also like the show. Anyone can listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, CastBox, Castbox. Google Podcast, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Just dump Thirst and Goal in the search box. Please leave us a review, a five-star review. As Franny would say, if you want to leave a two-star review, listen to someone else. If you would like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, Email us at podcastthirstandgoal at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 818-350-2680 and leave us a voicemail. Please be aware we may play your message on the air. Please also, please follow us on Friday's amazing Instagram account where you can find his photography, which never ceases to amaze, uh, at ThirstAnd. And and you can follow my mediocre Twitter account at GoalThirst. All right, Friday. what's next up on a big board? Well, before we move on, Ben... Oh, I have to do my shot. Yeah, we didn't take the shot. So you said
0: some negative things and a few negative comments there about Antonio Brown. Oh, did you see
1: the video? Uh, of the cops Oh, keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, the sent cops, you sent that to me. sent that to I love the fact that the cops keep... You know, that they don't even care anymore. Yeah, they, they show up to the door. They're like, do you have to close? Do you have to close <laughs> for the... I think I guess he was given close to like... It's uh, Antonio or something, or he was given close to his, his ex's, you know, first kid or something. But the cops are like, "Yeah, whatever. And, <laughs> and uh, because, because they keep letting her through the gate, I guess he lives in a gated community. Uh-huh uh just to hear him like expect that these that they're just going to count out to him even though the woman's probably has residence there probably has a right to come in because her kids live there uh uh-huh. uh just to hear him screaming and then put to put out did you see his rock video that he put out i didn't see that oh yeah, yeah he has like he's he's going he wants to be like a musician or a faux musician of some sort but he had like he was playing the electric guitar sort of faux playing the electric guitar with dancers in the background looks like it was in his basement <laughs> I mean, this guy is amazing. I mean, he's the gift he's completely that lost keeps him, man. on giving. I mean, but for people that feel like he's like some oppressed, put upon human being, I don't know if anybody that, feels so he'll that always way. Make, he'll, there's always going to be those <sighs> people that will send him money. Not uh, a lot of people, but I'd man. love to get a ticking clock on his bankruptcy filing. Because I, I think
0: even some of those those people are, are questioning his shenanigans now, and it's, it's it's been too long
1: now. But he's just like buttles to the door with no shirt on, you know, <laughs> f bombing the cops out in front of his house. It, it's just. You know, she pulls up in his Bentley. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's a pretty amazing scene. You got to admit, it's a pretty amazing scene.
0: Well, cheers. Here we go. To the story that never L- gets old. Little Jim Bean And fire. also, I'm taking a shot. I have to say something negative then. Uh, I'm hoping that the Redskins beat the Cowboys this week. And Even if the Eagles do win, I still want the Cowboys to lose, so fuck the Cowboys. Yes. Cheers to you, Ben. Cheers.
1: Ah, Jim Beam fire, Mm-mm-mm. and do you get in? If, well, if you both lose, you get in. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 So that mm-hmm. that's like the word I mean, that would be like that would be fodder for the new for the talking heads forever. You both lose, you get in at well, you'd be eight and eight, right? If you yeah, if we you would lose. both we
0: would both be eight and eight, yeah.
1: That would be awesome, and they would be complaining it, about I would that. rather win. I'd rather win than, well, you than will go win. into
0: the playoffs easy uh, with game. the loss. It, gonna, we struggled against the Giants uh, a couple of weeks ago, so it's not going to be that easy.
1: And it is going to be a sad day And is it in, it's in uh, New York? It's in New York. Because Eli has announced that he's likely to retire at the end uh, of this season. Yeah. So it will be an emotional— Day for Giants fans, notwithstanding their constant barrage of insults that they've thrown at Eli for the last five seasons straight. Yeah. I, I like Eli. I mean, I, I would, mean, I he, but this is Giants fans. Giants fans are like Yankee fans. So like, yeah. What have you done for me lately? But the
0: only reason I like him is because he was always so terrible against the Eagles. Like he would always throw at least two interceptions every game.
1: That's yeah. why I love the guy. It's just sad. I mean, I think it's sad. I mean, the guy won two Super Bowls, beat a 16-0 yep. Patriots team. And in everybody, the Super
0: Bowl. everybody in the U.S. that's not a Patriots fan should thank him for that.
1: Yeah, I mean I I just don't I mean I know he hasn't played great, but he certainly played up to the level of quarterbacks that you seem to hire like Derek Carr and Josh Allen.
0: You yeah, should have a statue in front of MetLife Stadium over there. I mean, of, I mean
1: they're not going mean, to ruin, Nick ruin Foles any has other one. Super- and does, does he have? Do they? Do they yeah. Well, you guys never won us, but they. The, the Giants had what two Super Bowl wins two, prior? to now, that. Yeah, he won half of their Super Bowls. Uh, so I mean, one Super Bowl in how many years? They, that that the Eagles have been around since the '30s. A long time. It's 1933, well, no, they. But they probably had. A, they probably had a championship yeah, of some had, sort along the, the way. There in the
0: '50s in '1960, they did win a championship also, but it wasn't considered. It wasn't the Super Bowl. You know, back then,
1: Nick Foles has a statue, huh? So you got Rocky. Yeah.
0: Nick Foles. It's it's a statue of of him and Doug Peterson on the sideline together when he said "Philly,
1: Philly," and that's, that's that's really the statue. That's they have? the
0: statue. Yeah, you should look it up. I mean, it is it's an actual statue in Philadelphia.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty cool. I mean, better than being a Giants fan or Yankee fan, where you're just like you, you know you you go you win hundred games or. You, get, you don't get to the playoffs for four or five years in a row, and they're, they're ready to burn a whole place
0: down. I mean, it's interesting. It is. I mean, I'm happy for them, but it's it's a little sad too to, to, to uh, construct a monument uh, to these two guys.
1: Well, after one, but that wasn't months. what you were saying at the moment that that play was drawn up when we no, were in your not. den of watching the not. game no, and you no. saw no, no.
0: Nick Foles make the catch. No, I saw him I'm like, <laughs> two balls, I know, two balls. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a long
1: there time ago. There were man but. hugs abounding that <laughs> evening. <laughs> Luckily, there were some other people around. Uh, but, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board. We have our Week 16 Recap. All right. Hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our Week 16 Recap.
0: All right. And we are back with our Week 16 Recap. And I was focused mainly on one game, Ben. But let's talk about some of the results
1: <laughs> <laughs> from week 16. Can you believe it? One more week to go. <laughs> uh, we had the Monday night game, I think, uh, Colts versus Saints. The Saints finished up, mopped up the Colts 34-7 to uh, in a fairly meaningless game for the Colts, but a meaningful game for the Saints This was an interesting matchup. I thought the Colts might, you know, keep it close, but they did
0: not—not even close. Uh,
1: Jacoby Brissett, eighteen of thirty-four for one hundred and sixty-five yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Jordan Wilkins with a touchdown on the ground for the lone touchdown for the Saints. But as we mentioned, Michael Thomas—no, that was actually the game. Michael Thomas played uh, on on Sunday, but that
0: was the Monday. The Monday night night game. Yeah, so that's when um, Drew Brees set his record. And they completely demolished the Colts. I also thought they would keep it a little bit closer, but a huge win for the Saints at oh, home. Yeah,
1: Drew Brees, twenty-nine of thirty. Friday's beloved, oh loving. man, three hundred and seven yards and four count them, twenty-nine of thirty. Yeah, twenty-nine that of thirty for three hundred and seven yards and four touchdowns. I don't. I mean, one incompletion for the game. I think they they pulled him. Actually, they never pulled him from the game, which they probably should have in mm-hmm. the fourth quarter. Uh, but really, not much else. To, I mean, Alvin Kamara. Looked a little bit better. Averaged 5 yards a carry on sixty six or 5 yards a carry on 14 carries for 66 yards. Michael Thomas, of course, with a touchdown and 128 yards on 12 more receptions. Taysom Hill has to have a touchdown. He had two catches for 42 yards and a touchdown. Traquan Smith with a touchdown. Josh Hill with a touchdown. Everybody gets a touchdown. Uh, New Orleans Saints, we'll talk about them a little bit more when we get to the the playoff picture, but they could eventually. Technically changed their seating as well. Friday, anything to add about that meaningless game for the Colts? Nope, not, not much. All right, next up Texas at, or the Texans at the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers almost get the win, but lose to the Texans 23 20. Friday, this means something. This means something to the Texans. They locked up the division in this game. Mm-hmm. All right, anything, anything <laughs> to
0: add about... I wasn't, I wasn't too shocked about that game. Uh, did Jameis Winston throw a couple of interceptions in that game? Most likely I he did. I don't think he
1: did. It was. He was 25 of 48 for 335 yards and one, count it, <laughs> one touchdown in the game. And no interceptions. I don't think so. I don't think so. Let me make sure that there weren't any picks in this game because Jameis Winston... He's dead. very
0: generous, nope. very generous with the football. Interception. Oh, yeah, Bradley
1: Roby with an interception. Justin Reed with an interception. Jahil, a day with an interception. Okay, <laughs> Jonathan Joseph with an interception. So four interceptions in that game. Yep. Yep. My apologies. Yeah. He there. Threw, tossed four quite a few. interceptions. Can you? I mean, and they and they almost still won the game.
0: But it's pretty crazy the number that he's been putting up. I mean, three, four hundred yards a game. And it's lots just those, of interceptions. those interceptions are really killing. I mean, do you think they should move on from Jameis Winston?
1: No. I think no. Jameis Winston has enough talent to win in this league. They've just got to figure out yeah. his accuracy. The issue with Josh Allen is that not only does he lack accuracy, he also lacks scoring. <laughs> <laughs> so Jameis Winston has got the scoring portion of his game locked down.
0: And the interception portion. the
1: interception portion needs some work, to put it mildly. Uh, next up, Bills at Patriots in a very... Frustrating games for Patriots haters everywhere in our adopted team, the Buffalo Bills. The Bills ho- or the Patriots hold on to win twenty-four to seventeen in this game. The Bills had a fourth and goal that they could not convert mm-hmm. at the end of this game. Josh Allen, thirteen of twenty-six for 208 yards. Count them, two touchdowns, and no rushing touchdowns. Singletary with a pretty average game. Josh Allen again with uh, with a rushing with a rushing effort of 43 yards, John Brown with a touchdown, Deion Dawkins with a touchdown, and on the Patriots' side of the ball, Tom Brady again, 26 of 33, very efficient, 271 yards, and count it, one touchdown, no picks. Rex Burkhead with a rushing touchdown, and Matt LaCosse with a touchdown through the air. Uh, What say you about the Bills not being able to get back and tie this game, even though they had the chance? Yeah. And I think we
0: talked about this game also last week because it was a Saturday game, and we were on last Saturday, too. So I think we talked about it, and you were very disappointed in Josh Allen. You think that the Bills should possibly move on from Josh Allen? I do.
1: I do. Actually, yeah, you're right. We did. I don't know why these games are out of order on here. Well, they're
0: not. I mean, it was still technically, you know, week 16, but they had those Saturday games. Three Saturday games.
1: I do think they should move on from Josh Allen. Two years in, I mean, I don't think I would move on from him and pick up some scrub off the street on a one-year contract, but I think they should consider drafting another quarterback because Josh Allen, with that defense, I think if he can improve his accuracy next year, I think it's time to move on from Josh Allen. Quarterbacks are too hard to find. It's too hard to win on Band-Aids and Mm bubblegum. So the next up would be the Rams at 49ers, which we also talked about.
0: That's the game that was on when I came over. Yeah, so apologies, uh, fans. 49ers one on a field goal it was a closely contested game um you know golf actually had a pretty good game yeah um Gurley, i believe had also, also a pretty good game uh but the 49ers uh pulled through and and they put themselves in a good division or, or a good position to win the division um with setting the next up the showdown
1: yeah. with the seattle seahawks this week next up
0: Oh, Ben! Steelers
1: at Jets in a high-scoring affair, and at MetLife Stadium.
0: Did you bet the uh, the under in this one? I did. I bet the over in this one because I didn't
1: think it was conceivable. That these two game, these two teams, the Jets and Le'Veon Bell, wanting to make a statement, and the Steelers needing the win, I that they would be under thirty-seven points for this game. Pretty
0: conceivable, since the Steelers have been averaging thirteen points. A They've game been averaging the- <laughs> thirteen
1: points a game for the last like five games. They've been holding teams to under seventeen points in the last eight games. I believe. What happened? What happened, Ben? But this was a hot mess. So Delvin Hodges in the game gets hurt or gets uh, benched. After two ridiculously terrible interceptions, Mason Rudolph comes in the game. And, of course, terrible snap. Uh, Marquise Pouncey goes out of the game. Rudolph gets stepped on, tries to pick the ball up, gets leveled, injures his shoulder. He's on IR, out for the rest of the season. Delvin Hodges back in the game. Uh, Wasn't able to get much going. Had an opportunity at the end of the game to come back down the field and win it, but threw a ridiculous interception in the end zone. Uh, I don't know. Actually, it was an interception, but it was a It was a pass to Juju that, or pass to Jalen or uh, James Washington that should have been caught. Probably, uh, I think a better receiver would have made that call. So it's not all or catch. It's not all on Hodges. And then a uh, a pass on fourth down. I believe it was fourth down to Juju Smith Schuster, who probably misjudged his jump and also could have made that catch. So that one again, not the not a perfect pass. But not, uh, not all on Hodges, hmm. but just some tidbits from the Steeler game. Uh, the offensive line surrendered four sacks, seven quarterback hits, and 10 and a half tackles from 10 and a half. Tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Hodges threw two costly interceptions again. One took points off the board down in the red zone, and the red zone for the Pittsburgh Steelers is like finding finding water in the desert. They just don't get down there very often. They only reached the red zone once. They were only inside the Jets 20 once in this game. They were three for 14, three for 14 Uh. on third down. And they turned the ball over in this game twice, at least, uh, which lead, which, which there, I think their their streak of turning the ball over now stands at 22 games in a row where the Steelers have turned wow. the ball over. Rudolph, as I mentioned, was is out on IR. Juju just can't get it together. The yeah. offensive line has was good all year. terrible. And as I said earlier, they must get to planning for a quarterback yeah. of the future because this was a hot mess. They were the defense surrendered sixteen points in the game and were not able. Yeah. The Steelers were not able to put seventeen points on the board. I mean I just don't know what to make of it. I honestly don't know what to make of it. The Steelers defense played great again and yeah. if you can't put up 17 points. But the Jets defense points.
0: is also sneaky good. They've been pretty good all season long. Um but I think it also has to do with uh, you know, flip-flopping, be- you know, between quarterbacks. You're going from uh, you know, from Hodges to Rudolph back to Hodges again. Uh you know, it's really hard it's it's really hard for an offense to perform when you're, you know, flip-flopping between quarterbacks. Um you know, the game plan changes um so it's 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 a difficult loss for the Steelers because now they've uh, they've surrendered that sixth sixth spot in the AFC. Uh, you know the Titans, even with their loss, which is next game we'll talk about, took that spot. So I mean the Steelers are outside looking, looking in. in,
1: and all they had to do was beat the Jets. Yeah, I mean all well, they had. I mean the Jets. Don't be The Jets are in the top. I mean they're damn near the top ten in in overall defensive efficiency. They do have a good. Defense, especially against the run. They do have a great defense against the run. The Steelers were not able to get anything going on the ground. Once again, James Conner out of the game. I think he had eight mm-hmm. carries in this game, or he was out for the whole game. It was the game before that he got hurt. Uh, he was on the sideline riding the bike. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did actually He did have six carries for 32 yards. He actually ran the ball well uh, before he got hurt again. Uh, but Sam Darnold, 16 of 26 for 183 yards. And count it the one touchdown that all it took to win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty pathetic performance all the way around by the Steelers. I don't know what they're going to do this week against the Ravens, but yeah. it, it just does not look good for the Steelers. I am shocked that they're going to end up in this, you know, at 8-8 eight and eight probably this year. I mean, I think starting the season 0-3, mm-hmm. losing Ben Roethlisberger, losing James Conner, uh, losing Marquise Pouncey uh, for, to suspension earlier in the year and now permanently this year. I, I mean, with the injuries they've had, Especially at the quarterback position and the running back position, I think that they've overperformed expectations. But they really should have beat the Jets. They should game. have. They, they gave up have. sixteen points and they still couldn't get the win.
0: And that was that was you know in New York too. So I mean, when you hold the home team to sixteen, you give yourself a pretty good chance to win the game. But they just,
1: they, the offense just looked horrible. I don't know if I've ever seen the Steelers' offense this bad in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. Not under slash. Uh, Cordell Stewart, not under Bubby Brister, not under Tommy, Tommy Gunn-Maddox, not under Neil O'Donnell, not under the whole hot t- Mike Tomzak, not under <laughs> all the terrible quarterbacks that we've had over the over the I've years never before. Been, I don't remember Mike Tomzak. Mike Tomzak started, I think, for two full seasons almost for the Steelers. Did he really? Yeah. The hell? Uh, they, the Steelers I? have never put a premium on quarterbacks until they finally ended up with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he was the first quarterback they had of, of note since Terry Bradshaw retired in the 80s. So I mean it's it's just that's why I think they really need to go out and get somebody like Justin Herbert and just make a run for the quarterback position because you can't win in this league without it, but thank mm-hmm. goodness for the next game, Ronnie, what was the next game on the slate? The Saints and
0: the Titans Ben thank you, drew Brees. The Saints were up early in this game or the the Titans were actually up early in this game, fourteen and nothing. It looks like it looked like they might win it you know with the saints always uh, struggling outdoors but they pulled it off um they got the victory the saints winning 38 to 28 um i mean it, it it still puts you know the tennessee in the playoffs but it, it still gives the steelers a chance just like you know, if, if, if 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 they won it if the if the titans won it they would have sealed it right yeah I mean, it, it would have been be over. over yeah but um the way it stands right now the steelers still have a chance um but, uh, you know, Michael Thomas in the record, uh, the Saints come from behind, look pretty good. I mean, outdoors, you know, we, they never really <laughs> look that good.
1: No, I mean, 10 uh, but, points uh, in the second, 21 yeah. points in the third, 7 points in the fourth quarter. Drew Brees, 27 of 38 for 279 yards. And count them, three touchdowns mm-hmm. in the game. Taysom Hill, who for some strange reason, I, I, I honestly don't think they use Taysom Hill as well. as I think they should use him more than they do, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, oh, I Kamara, think they
0: use him enough. I, th- I think they maybe overuse him. You know, I mean, you have Kamara back there. They're using him almost as a, as a running back. The Steelers um, will take him. And they have also Latavius Murray. I mean, you know, they, they have a, a, a pretty good uh, running back duo, and they're throwing a hill in there. I don't, I don't think it's that necessary, but hey, he's scoring touchdowns.
1: But Kamara, I mean, looks like he's back to full strength, 11 carries, 80 yards, 7.3 yards per carry, and two huge touchdowns in the game. Michael Thomas with a touchdown. Jared Cook with two touchdowns in the game. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Drew Brees. I'm sorry I badmouthed you. you. (laughs) You allowed the Steelers some hope going into this week's game had you lost to the Titans in this one. The Steelers' season would be over, so thank you for that. Franny, what's next up? Next up, Ben, we have the Panthers and the Colts.
0: The Colts winning easily at home 38 to 6 and Will Greer did not look good at all.
1: No, this yeah, the Colts win a meaningless game at the Panthers, but more importantly, Will Greer who I protect who I predicted would be starting by the end of the season, I didn't predict that he would be this bad. <laughs> uh, but he was 27 of 44 for 224 yards and do not count them, zero touchdowns, but do count them three interceptions in the game. Uh, Michael Pallardry, who must be a kicker or a punter, threw one pass for 12 yards in the game. I have no idea who that is. Uh, but McCaffrey uh, had a pretty pedestrian game, uh, 54 yards, uh, rushing but 119 yards through the air. Yeah, not too by pedestrian. His, by his, not too pedestrian. On the ground, on the ground. <laughs> by, his, by his standards. Uh, standards uh, Jacoby Brissett. You know, fourteen to twenty-seven for one hundred nineteen yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. But Marlon Mack with a touchdown, Jordan Wilkins with a touchdown, Jacoby Brissett with a touchdown on the ground. But Franny, I did have a question for you after this meaningless game. Oh. So, according to the coaching staff down in Carolina, Christian McCaffrey has the uh, has the ability to. Since, I can't remember who the last player to do this was, I I knew it about an hour ago, Uh, 1,000 yards rushing, Uh 1,000 yards receiving, first player to do this in, I think, since Marshall Falk for the Rams, Mm -hmm. Uh, they tried to get the ball to Christian McCaffrey in this game on purpose, and they've said, the coaching staff has said, they are going to make every effort in the upcoming game to get Christian McCaffrey the ball and get him Those statistics are those real statistics if you don't care what the outcome of the game is and all you're trying to do is feed a particular player the ball. People still hold Michael Strahan's sack record against him because they believe that Brett Favre let him take him down to get that (laughs) record. I don't think a quarterback
0: would actually let him take the sack. There's still
1: controversy about it that Uh, Brett Favre and Strahan got along so well that Favre just took a dive and let Strahan get the sack so that he could get the record. Is it a
0: record if someone— I mean, it's a record. You still have to run the ball. I mean, you can't get injured in the game. I mean, you're still running against another professional team.
1: That's true. I I, knew you would disagree with me on (laughs) that, but— I mean I, I, if they were in the playoff run, right? Yeah. If they if they were in a win and in situation tomorrow, I don't think anyone's going to care how many yards McCaffrey gets. They're only going to care whether or not he scores points for them or whether or not he puts them in a position to score points. But in a meaningless game to go out there and purposely try to drill the ball to somebody so that they can get 1000 yards passing, I think is it 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 dilutes the accomplishment a little bit.
0: Uh, I mean a little bit. I mean if you look at you know, Drew Brees, they kind of forced him out there too to uh, to get the touchdown record. Uh, Michael Thomas, I'm not sure how much they forced the ball to him. I'm not sure if he was open on those routes when he actually received it. Um, but he caught the I, ball. I, he did catch the ball. Um, but for McCaffrey, he, he still has to go out there. He has to play. I mean, you know, the other team, oh, they're playing the Saints tomorrow, and the Saints have reason to play because they could potentially be first. Uh, You know, in the NFC. Um, So if he's running against them and he, he, you know, uh, gets that record, then, yeah, of course, kudos to him. He he, he earned it. All right. Fair enough. I mean, I think so. Uh, Fair enough. You know, it's not like he's out there playing the Bengals or the Dolphins who have absolutely no reason to be playing tomorrow. He's actually playing a team tomorrow that needs to win.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, that brings you to the next game. What's the next game, Friday?
0: It was actually probably the most exciting game of the weekend. Sadly, that's true. Two teams that are out of the playoffs. They've been out of the playoffs since week one, basically. The Dolphins winning 38-35, but the Bengals solidifying the first pick in the draft. They came from behind, almost won it, but did not.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was it was actually an exciting game to watch there at the end. But, you know, meaningless game between the Bengals and the Dolphins, as Friday mentioned. Uh, you know, they were fun to watch. They had some, they actually, the Bengals and the Dolphins both had some fun games to watch this year, as badly as they played. Well, the Dolphins, I
0: give them credit. They're just a bad football team altogether. I mean, they have no talent whatsoever, but they went out every week and they tried their best. And they beat the Eagles.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. All right, Franny, what's next up? Motherfuckers. Uh, next up, Ooh, the Ravens wrong and Sorry.
0: the Browns. Ravens winning 31-15. The Browns showed a little bit of promise on that first drive. You mean during the draft last year? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but uh, they were up 6-0. Uh, I think they are up 6 nothing in the year, in second. i think i think it was the first game of the year where they drove down the first drive of the game and browns fans were so excited they're like oh we're going all the way this year and they lost that game just yeah. like they lost this game uh, the ravens uh, in the second quarter i believe they kind of turned it on and cruised to victory 31 to 15 lamar jackson doing his thing in the air, on the ground. The guy's amazing, MVP all the way for him.
1: Not even close. Lamar Jackson, 20 of 31 for 238 yards and three. Count them. Three touchdowns through the air and on the ground. Lamar Jackson, 17, carries for another 103 yards. I think he's the first quarterback ever to throw the ball for 3,000 yards and rush for 1,000 yards, I believe. Uh, Justice Hill with a touchdown on the ground, Mark Andrews with two touchdowns through the air, Mark Ingram with a touchdown through the air, but the beloved Baker Mayfield,
2: 20 of 30, no one's one's beloved,
1: (laughs) Cleveland's beloved, I guess, 20 of 33 for 192 yards and count them two touchdowns, and subtract one interception in the game. But Jarvis Landry, who was whining four weeks ago, 74 yards on seven carries. Odell Beckham Jr., who was whining this week, four catches for 44 yards. And also on the news wire that came out a few days or today or a couple days ago, uh... David Njoku says he does not want to play for the Cleveland Browns next year.
0: Don't blame the guy. So
1: everyone's arguing with Freddie Kitchens. Everyone's arguing amongst themselves. Everyone's arguing with the media. It is a crap show down in Cleveland, and it warms the cockles of my heart.
0: Uh, I'm sure it warms your cockle, Ben. It does. <laughs> All right,
1: what's ne- Oh, this next game is exciting.
0: Oh, yeah, the Jaguars and the Falcons. I paid absolutely no attention to this game. The Falcons winning 24-12. to
1: Meaningless game. The only news that came out of this game was that the Falcons are finishing up the season pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Give them credit for that. Uh, Jaguars initially earlier this week, the news was that the Jaguars were going to fire Doug Marone at the end of the season, but the Jaguars this or today said, stop, stop, stop. Hold up. Pump the brakes. We may not fire. We may not fire Doug Marone at the end of the season. So please stop reporting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know that it much matters. The Jaguars are ill-prepared to go into next season and ill-prepared to win a bunch of games next season. They got Minchu
0: under center They got, Minchu,
1: they got Minchu. The porn stash is in effect.
0: Uh, next game, a high-scoring affair. Can you believe this one? Between the Giants and the Redskins. The, I Took mean, them to overtime. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Jones looked good in this game. 41 points
1: and, going into the Eagle game. It worries me. It should worry you. Yes, it does. And absolutely, Daniel Jones, 28 of 42 for 352 yards and count them. Yikes. Five touchdowns, basses in this game. That should scare you. They should start Eli if it's his last game because it's a meaningless they game. They should. They won't, but they should if it's going. going and the Redskins have a. Pretty good defense. Yeah, Saquon Barkley, 189 yards on the ground on 22 carries, averaging 8.5 yards a carry, one big touchdown. Saquon, or Saquon Barkley also caught a touchdown. Sterling Shepard caught a touchdown. Cody Latimer taught, caught a touchdown. Caden Smith caught two touchdowns. Uh, but this they took this game to overtime. Uh, Case Keenum was forced into the game late He was 16 of 22 for 158 yards and one touchdown Haskins with two touchdowns on 15 attempts and 133 yards But, Ronnie, are you nervous? Yes, yes I am This was a nice game by Jones It was,
0: it was a really good game And by Barkley Good return you know, uh, from the sideline you know, from being injured Eli threw up one stinker and won a game But um, you know, the Giants looked good they look good, and I am a little worried. This is
1: the worst possible time for the Giants to be playing well. Yeah,
0: but do hopefully, you? But hopefully, do you, they don't follow it up tomorrow with another I, good game.
1: I, personally, if it were me, and I'm uh, Shermer, I would start Eli. Uh, if Eli uh, is told, but if Eli told you he's going to retire, you, you suck. Yeah, You're not going to the, the only. The worst thing that can come out of a loss is that you have a better seating in the in the draft next year. I mean, what, that's true. So, that's true. Uh, wh- wh- why wouldn't you give Eli? You know you're gonna you're like Kobe out there with one leg. You're gonna sit him on a bench because you got a new shooting guard who's a little bit better. Uh, uh, I, you know, on, in in game 82 when you're when you're when you're 30 and 51, <laughs> are you really gonna throw Kobe out there or not throw Kobe out there in his last game? You you're might, gonna sit you him might, on a bench.
0: But you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that is true. That that's yeah. I would if, I, if I'm as past an, sure as an Eagles I think fan. You're I'm a hoping if you don't. I'm I'm hoping Eli goes out there and plays, but he's not. I think they kind of want him to go out as a winner. There's no guarantee that he will win, that he will beat the Eagles. And right now, you know his his his, um, his record is basically 500. They don't want
1: him to go out. With an extra loss on his record, so he's so I mean a, a number of games he's played, so it just yeah. pushes it a hair below hey, five hundred.
2: You know,
1: I don't know. I mean, I give Eli a chance to win this game if I, I'm Pat Shermer because it's so. his last game of his career, allegedly. So. <laughs> um, and the, and the Manning's tend to do what they say they're going to do. They don't, you know, they're not waffling back and forth about what what their career, you know, plans are. Typically, they are pretty honest about it. So I, I think that it gives you guys the best chance if Eli starts. So, Pat Shermer, please. I would hope so. Start Eli.
0: I hope so. All right, next up. Next up, Ben, we have the Lions and the Broncos. Another meaningless game. Uh, the Broncos winning 27-17. I paid absolutely no attention to this game. I have no idea what happened other than the final score.
1: Yeah, the only bright spot of this game was for the Broncos. I mean, they got another chance at uh, you know a full game of Drew Locke, although uh, I don't know how impressed they were. It was 25 of 33 for 192 yards and one count it one touchdown in the game uh you know not much really to say about this i mean Mm -mm. we know matt patricia is coming back next year do you agree Uh, with that ben
0: would you bring him back i would i would because the team i agree with you i I, I actually would too especially this year with you know he's had a lot of bad luck um you know with with um with uh stafford getting injured Early in, I think it was, what, week six or whatever it was that he got injured. And and he was actually playing pretty well. The Lions looked pretty good. Um, they were unlucky in a couple of games, not against the Eagles, of course. But they
1: were, they were just unlucky. <laughs> Everything goes back to six, <laughs> the six degrees of the Eagles.
0: They were unlucky in a couple of games there. But with Matthew Stafford, um, and if they could get a running game next season or they, ever or ever, they could be pretty good. I mean, they could be a pretty decent team. I mean, it's a tough division right now, the way things are shaping out, but um, I, I agree with bringing back Matt Patricia.
1: Yeah, me too. And, and it looks like they found their quarterback in Denver. I mean, Drew Locke looked pretty yeah. good. Uh, Philip Lindsay. they got a solid stable of running backs and a decent defense. I think Denver could be a team to compete for the AFC West next year potentially, uh, but at least it looks like they've got a quarterback that they can get behind Andrew Locke, and I agree with Ronnie They should bring Patricia back. Mm-hmm. Frannie, what's
0: next up? Next up, Exciting the game. Raiders and the Chargers, a divisional game, a divisional battle, and it keeps the Raiders' hopes alive oh, of making the playoffs. The Raiders playing in L.A. in Raiders country, the whole stadium was black and silver. It was pretty pathetic silver. if a Charger fan. I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure Chargers fans were pretty scared to go to the
1: game. I would yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, let's face it, L.A. is a Raiders town. It's a Lakers town. Oh, yeah. It is not a Chargers town. Nope. I mean, they, they love their Rams. I mean, the Rams, but it's, it's funny
0: because the Rams are an L.A. team. I mean, they moved here two years ago, but still, there are so many, probably Raiders more fans. Raiders fans yeah. out here than there, there are. are Rams fans. Just, there's just something about the Raiders, I guess. I
1: don't know what it is. And they're all I probably mean, really excited to it, go to Vegas. I mean, they're probably <laughs> not even that disappointed about it. They're like, yeah. okay, now we got to go to Vegas? All right. Yeah, whatever. All right. Yeah, Oakland's not too far. LA's not too far. Uh, but Derek Carr, 26 of 30. Finally, an efficient game. 291 yards and count it. One touchdown. DeAndre Washington with a touchdown on the ground. Josh Jacobs out this game. Uh, Derek Carr with another, something he does do well, uh, which is run the ball from the goal line. Uh, Three-yard carry for a touchdown. Hunter Renfro uh josh jacobs interesting character you say josh jacobs it was out for the game oh okay oh he was out for the game uh and uh hunter referal with a with a with a touchdown reception in the game but philip rivers in his game before the end of his career 27 of 39 for 279 yards and don't count it zero touchdowns and don't count it zero interceptions in the game melvin gordon trying to salvage what's left of his contract negotiations. Nine carries for 15 yards wow. and two touchdowns. Wow. He did that's, end up with two touchdowns in the game.
0: I know, but that's still pretty bad. But it's though.
1: a pretty pathetic. Melvin Gordon didn't, shouldn't. What were you thinking earlier <laughs> in the year holding out? Could have got a decent contract probably, but now you will not. Friday what's next up?
0: Next up, Ben, a very disappointing game. Sonia is not out here. Uh, and she, you know. She probably wouldn't want to talk too much about this game, anyways. She would just tell but you how terrible Seahawks, the
1: Cardinals
0: are. Disappointing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I should have the mash theme playing for this losing. game because people were dropping like flies in this game.
0: Twenty-seven to thirteen. Um, oh, man. I yeah. mean, but still, even if they won this game, it would still come down to the final game of the season, though, between them and the Niners to see yeah, who's going to win the NFC West. Yeah. But still, but you they don't want to go into that game losing to the
1: Cardinals at home. But it was terrible. They lost. Carson. They lost Sites. They lost Brown in the same game, and Uh, they lost the game. Uh, But they got beat up pretty bad, and Kyler Murray did not have a great game. 11 of 18 for 118 yards. It's typical Kyler Murray stat line, and one touchdown. Count it, Uh, but Kenyon Drake with two touchdowns on the ground, and they beat the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson couldn't get anything going. 16 of 31 for 169 yards and one touchdown, but true to his claim to fame, Pete Carroll ran the ball eight times with Carson once with Moore, five times with Homer, four times with ProSice, and twice with Wilson. But they just couldn't get anything going, unlike the, I think actually in the Jets game, I think, I think the Jets had like 23 possessions in that game. Uh, I don't know how many possessions the Cardinals had in this game, but it was a lot. Um, and the Seahawks just put up a giant stinker at the end of the year in a game that could have at least put them in a little bit better position in terms of seating had they you know if they beat the the niners but it didn't really matter as frowny mentioned it was all going to come down to the game against the niners one way or the other and i'm excited for that game oh this is going to be a fun one i uh, mean this is be the game of the year the game of the week <laughs> well i <laughs> mean in terms of i mean it's, it's for playoff seating it's for division it's for you know it's for the division and yeah. it's for a potential it depends number on, one on, seat. on
0: how the other games uh you know shake up but uh, but it will definitely be exciting. I mean, that's a game that I'm looking forward to tomorrow. But next up, Friday, this yes, was a good yes, game it's... for you. Yes, Ben, the Eagles beating the Cowboys 17-9. to This is a game that I was very nervous about. The Eagles no. had to win this game. If they had lost, their season would be over. But they win, and they put themselves in the driver's seat. They are first in the NFC East. They're at the top,
1: and what of do you what NFC do you East. think about that?
0: Uh, it's been a pretty pathetic season. Actually, it's been pretty pathetic for both the Eagles and the Cowboys. But somebody has to win this division, and uh, and it's still not done yet. I mean, the Eagles still might miss out on the playoffs. If they lose tomorrow against the Giants and the Cowboys win, they could miss out. But what a run. It's, it's very reminiscent of what happened last year with the Eagles having to win their last three games and a little bit of help from Matt Nagy beating the Vikings in that last game. The Eagles sneaked into the playoffs beating the Bears. Uh, but very reminiscent of last year, the Eagles are basically playing playoff games week after week. And this was one of them. They you know are on their You know, third string, fourth string uh, wide receivers. I mean, these are practice squad guys. And, uh, you know, somehow they pulled off the victory. The Cowboys did have a chance if Dak Prescott uh, was a little more accurate with some of his passes. You know, the outcome of the game might have been a little bit different. But thank God the old Dak Prescott showed up and uh, he was very inaccurate. I'm not sure if it was his shoulder bothering him, if it was his, his, his I guess he had a, a finger injury yeah, allegedly, as well. Yeah. Shoulder injury. Um, finger. I yeah. mean, he overthrew guys and underthrew guys in it critical, was critical situations. Um, Amari Cooper dropped a third down, uh, uh, pass. It was like a third and one or whatever it was. There's a reason he dropped that the, it. That the Gruden let him go. He, well, Gallup dropped the ball. Um, I mean, there were so many things that went wrong for the for the Cowboys. Thank God for the Eagles. They they pulled out the victory and they're still alive. They're in first place, and if they win tomorrow, they're in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and Cooper was on the bench at the end of this uh,
0: game in crunch time. That's yeah. how poorly Even Zeke Zeke he was on the bench yeah. on on that fourth down. Uh, no, it was a third down that they fumbled, and he was on the bench because he was complaining about you know being banged up a little bit.
1: But the Eagles hanging on by the skin of their teeth. They scored 10 points in the first quarter. Didn't score again until the third, put up seven, but had to hang on through the entire fourth quarter. The Eagles did not score a single point yep. in the fourth quarter, just holding on and hoping Dak Prescott did what Dak, Dak, what Dak Prescott did. Uh, 31 of 40 for Wentz for 319 yards, no interceptions, one, count it, one touchdown, Sanders with a touchdown, Dallas Goddard with an amazing, amazing touchdown. He was the hero of the game.
0: one out there. What a reception! A one-handed reception made by
1: Goddard, who's had his fair share of drops this year. Goddard really played well in this game, and Goddard. I think you're going to need him in the next game because Zach Ertz yeah. will be out with a rib injury in this game. But Miles Sanders, huge game for Miles Sanders. I mean, the Eagles
0: have been leaning on Miles Sanders for the last few games, and the guy has been amazing. 20
1: carries for 79 yards and a huge touchdown in the game, in a game where points were at a premium Goddard with a touchdown as well. I mean, this was a really, really... Yeah,
0: on the ground he was impressive, but through the air he was even more impressive.
1: Oh yeah, Miles Sanders 77 yards on five receptions Mm -hmm. in this game. I mean, Wentz is going to lean on him in the next game as well. Dak Prescott 25 of 44 for 265 yards and zero touchdowns in a low-scoring game. They drew up 44 pass plays. Ezekiel Elliott only carried the ball 13 times in this game, terrible game plan. Yep, yep. Terrible game plan by the by the Dallas Cowboys and I think that warms the cockles of Ronnie's <laughs> heart because it looked like they were poor poorly prepared, poorly coached and they poorly executed throughout this entire game. Especially Deck. Uh yeah, I mean 25 of 44, barely 50% in this game with no touchdowns through the air. Uh, but Elliot, how do you let Elliot only touch the ball 13 times in That's a game terrible. in a must-win game. In a winnable game.
0: I mean, it's seventeen to nine. Yeah, you just just hand the guy the ball. I mean, that that that's your recipe for success for the Cowboys. But for some reason, they just don't run the ball.
1: Yeah, I, don't I mean, it. I mean, you why pay, pay this him? guy exactly. You pay this guy a ton of money, and you don't use them. I mean, it was only. I mean, all they needed was a score in the fourth quarter and a two point conversion at any point in the fourth quarter, and they tie up that game. Uh, I, I I can't explain it. I, I honestly can't explain. What happened? I mean, yeah. but you have to admit that the giant or the uh, Eagles defense played better than expected in this game, notwithstanding Dak's inaccuracy. They he the, did. They did play better than you. They expected. They played well.
0: They played well, but a lot of those passes could have been cut. I mean, Gallup uh, didn't catch that basically uh, a walk-in touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, it just came off his field. I thought it was Nelson Aguilar. that was dressed up as a cowboy oh, right there. <laughs>
1: Got to cut the guy a little slack. He's been overperforming all year long. But Gallup, I mean, that, that was. That was a huge drop in that situation. It was, it was, and you did get a little bit of good news though. Deshaun Jackson, if for some reason the Eagles make the playoffs, and for another reason they win the wild card round game matchup against the Seattle Seahawks, well, this, we'll see who it's against. Then Deshaun Jackson, if they will it. be back, if they make it, he'll man. be back by the he'll be back for the divisional round. So, what do you think? Do you think the Eagles have a chance? Not only to make the playoffs, but make some noise in the playoffs. I
0: mean, they definitely have a chance to make the playoffs. I mean, you know, they're, they're in the driver's seat right now. Um, so if they win, they're in and they will have a home game. They will be playing in Philadelphia. Whoever flies out to Philly, whether it's the Niners or the Seahawks, they're coming to our house and, uh, you know, playing in the outdoors. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter because both those other teams play in the outdoors. But um, I would, if I had to choose a team, you know, if, if I could pick a team that I want to play against, it would be the Seahawks right now because they've been struggling the last Ooh, three weeks or so. Sacrilege. The Niners, their defense just looks so strong. I'm not sure if the Eagles' offense can handle that sort of defense.
1: Ooh, sacrilege. <laughs> Wanting to play the Seahawks.
0: I mean, hey, well,
1: Sonya's seat is on yeah, fire we, we've over here. have lost the
0: last four games to the Seahawks. So, you know, I mean, there's not a ton of confidence going into that game, but still the way the Seahawks have performed late in the season. I'd rather have them than the Niners coming to Philly. I agree. I agree.
1: Friday, next
0: up. Next up, Bears. Chiefs at Bears. Chiefs at Bears. Eh, eh, not much to talk about there.
1: Eh, 26-3, to 3, the Chiefs make a – just put an ass whooping on the Bears and, and what's left of Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, kept themselves alive for a potential – buy in the first round. There are some scenarios where the Chiefs could end up with a buy, and we'll get into that in our playoff picture. Uh, not much to talk about there, but next up, a surprising outcome in the next game, Friday. What's the next game?
0: The Packers and the Vikings band. The Packers winning 23-10. to 10. Kirk motherfucking cousins. Kirk motherfucking cousins did not show up. It was Kirk fucking cousins that showed up in this game, uh, but we both chose the Vikings to win this game.
1: Yeah, and Zimmer after the game essentially said, I'm not going to talk about Kirk cousins. Not sure why you would say that when you're star $84 million quarterback, lays a giant goose egg in the game. Uh, but Fry and I both thought that Cousins would come out and play well in this game, which is the curse of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> 16 of 31 for 121 yards and one, count it, one touchdown, one huge interception in this game as well. He was struggling a little bit because Dalvin Cook did not play. Madison did not play. Uh, so he did have, I mean, they really struggled to get anything going on the ground, Mike Boone, 11 carries for 28 yards. Amir Abdullah, four, 4 carries for 27 yards. And Adam Thielen, for some strange reason, with 1 carry for 2 yards on a, a weird play from scrimmage. Uh, Stefan Diggs with a touchdown in the game, but that's about all they could get going. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. notwithstanding this line, 26 of 40 for 216 yards and no touchdowns one interception in the game somehow end up with the win because aaron aaron jones with 154 yards on the ground on 23 carries two big touchdowns on the ground Mm -hmm. i think they had a defensive touchdown in this game as well uh fronnie what say you about kirk motherfucking cousins essentially
0: he's what 0 and nine ending monday night He's zero nine on I think Monday night. Zero nine on Monday night, but you know couldn't
1: get out of the it couldn't get out of the pocket. Aaron, he was
0: yeah. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great game either. I mean, uh A Ron didn't show up, but a Jones did. Yeah, he, he played an amazing game. He, he was did. great. I mean, the defense has been good for the Packers all year long, um, but Aaron Rodgers has been a disappointment.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's been he's definitely down. But Zadarius Smith He's had some really
0: good games, but this game he was also not very good.
1: Uh, but Zadarius Smith was in Kirk Cousins' face all game long, mm-hmm. knocking him around. Three and a half sacks in the game, but he was in the backfield all game long, making Kirk Cousins' life miserable. Uh the defense for the Packers that we saw earlier in the season that was playing really well. Took a little bit of a break, a little breather, a little vacation to Cabo <laughs> during the middle of the season, but it looks like they might be back for the playoffs. The defense yep. playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Franny, what do you think about your beloved Aaron Rodgers' chances in the playoffs? Somehow they're sitting at thirteen and three. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, I mean, if 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 or are they're going to be, they could end up at thirteen and three. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, if, if they
0: get that first seed, uh, it, you know, they can go pretty deep. I mean, they could go to the Super Bowl because teams will be Those having go deep. Yeah, deep, very deep. (laughs) (laughs) They're deep enough, right? If they're if they're a number one seed, but I mean, you know, you would have teams coming to Lambo to play them, and that you know that's not the easiest environment to play in. Um, No,
1: Franny's got his hoodie on now, and it's I I know seriously,
0: I don't know how how the hell those guys play in, uh, you know, on that on that frozen turf over there. Um, But you know, I I don't understand how they they are in the position that they're in because they have not looked good. They've won a lot of close games, and. It's, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, I got to give him credit. I mean, it, it looks like Matt Lefleur has got something, <laughs> something going on over there. But the defense played really, really well in that game, and they picked up Rogers. Uh, the running game picked up Rodgers. The defense picked Pulled up my Rogers. Hoodie.
0: A little bit further over my yeah, head. What,
1: what, what is the temperature? It's about 40, give or take, it's about 44, 45 out here, something like that. 45, 45 degrees. 45, you know. Yeah, 45, whatever. You know, right now, in, in Buffalo, it's like, you know, minus 45. Actually, it's probably like in the in the 20s or the teens in Buffalo right now, and they play football, and you can't even do a podcast. Yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> All right, finally, what's next up on the big board?
0: Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our shout-outs to our fellow podcasters out oh, there. Oh,
1: yeah, before we get into the playoff picture, we want to give a shout-out. To another one of our independent podcasting friends out there, we do this for the love of the game, for the love of what we do, and for the joy of it. Uh, So we want to give a shout out to another independent podcast out there that does this on a routine basis and a regular basis just because they enjoy it and they want to bring great content to their listeners and to their fans just like we do Uh, This is a shout-out to the Top 5 for Fighting Podcasts. These are great guys. This is a great show. It's hosted by Greg and Mike. They are awesome. Uh, As the name implies, they talk about all things sports, movies, TV, and any other topical subjects that pique their interest. It's fun shit, not dumb shit. They, like us, always have a Top 5 list, or we used to have a Top 5 list before the season started, uh, and they always have a drink in their hand. Please, guys, check them out. This is a really really great show you can find them at top dot com. look for a link in the show notes or you can find them on twitter at top5 five, number 5 for fighting this is a great show these guys are really interesting they talk about movies tv football all sorts of stuff really really great show really really great dudes please check it out franny what's next up on the big board
0: next up on the big board ban is the playoff picture
1: oh we got a lot of playoff scenarios out oh. there So we're going to take a quick break, folks, and we'll be right back with a playoff picture.
0: All right, Ben, so I'm sure you have the playoff picture Ready to go? I do. It's pretty pretty
1: sad. I'm just sad that the playoffs but are coming. I know, I'm seriously. excited for the playoffs but sad that the season is coming to an end. It's too bad. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about the playoff picture a little bit. Right now, as it stands right now in the AFC, the first round buys go to the Baltimore Ravens and the New England Patriots. The Ravens are at 13-2 and and the Patriots are at 12-3 and in the NFC. The buys go to San Francisco at 12 and 3, and the Packers at 12 and 3. Can't believe that that is happening. Uh, sixth seed in the AFC is the Titans. Third seed is the Chiefs. Fifth seed is the Bills at 10 and 5, and the fourth seed, the Texans at 10 and 5. In the NFC, the sixth seed, the Lowly Vikings at <laughs> 10 and 5. The third seed, the Saints at 12 and 3. The 5th 11 and 4 is the Seattle Seahawks and right now the 4 seed is the Philadelphia Eagles sitting at 8 and it's pretty 7
0: sad. all these 10 11 12 13 win teams almost and the Eagles are at eight and seven and they're just sitting there you just gotta get who invited in it? these guys you just to the party. get
1: in it to win it
0: uh, you can get into it. you can
1: get in it but i don't know about winning it but we do have some interesting scenarios here the kansas city chiefs can clinch a first round by which they do not have right now with a kansas city win and a new england loss i'm not sure who new england is playing this week uh, but they actually. The oh, New- it looks like
0: they're playing the Dolphins. So that. Oh,
1: that's right. They're playing the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, that should be an easy win for the Patriots. You'd think be, so. You'd but think it, so. Not for
1: the Patriots. I mean, that is their that is their kryptonite. Well, they're
0: playing at home too, so
1: that is their kryptonite. I don't uh, think the
0: Dolphins are their kryptonite.
1: There's no team. <laughs> There's no
0: team in that division that's their kryptonite.
1: Well, they never get to play them in the playoffs, so we don't know if they're their actual kryptonite, but they are their kryptonite at home uh, in Miami. Yeah. No. Uh, the Patriots uh, can clinch a bye in the last game of the year with a win over Miami or a Kansas City loss or a tie. So most likely
0: it will be the Patriots.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it'll be interesting to see Andy Reid with a bye. That's something that I don't think he's had the luxury of having in the last few playoff runs that mm-hmm. he's been on uh, or that he's, with the last playoff teams or teams that he's got to the playoffs. But this is an interesting. We'll move over to the NFC. The NFC scenarios, Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys can clinch the NFC East Division with a Dallas win and a Philadelphia loss. (sighs) Friday, what say you? I hope not. I hope not. (laughs) I hope that scenario does
0: not happen. Uh, You know, I'm sure you will talk about if the Eagles win, they're in. I don't even want to worry about the Dallas Cowboys winning or losing. I just want the Eagles to win.
1: Yeah, if the Eagles win, they are in. Uh, But the Green Bay Packers, they can clinch the first round by that they currently have if they win or the New Orleans Saints lose or the Green Bay tie and San Francisco lose to the Seattle Seahawks, or way too much involved. The Green Bay Green Bay ties, uh, or the uh, New England or New Orleans ties in their next game. But I think that Green Bay. Uh, who do they have in the next upcoming Lions. game? They Lions. Got the Lions. So that should so also be. I mean, Green Bay Packers with the first round by. It doesn't yeah. even seem possible. Uh, but, but it is. But here's an interesting. This is my favorite scenario of all. The <laughs> Oakland Raiders. The lowly Oakland Raiders sitting there at 7, what are they, at 7 and 8 right now, I believe. They can clinch a playoff berth with an Oakland win, and they are playing... Uh,
0: Oakland is going to play the Broncos. So, so they're playing in Denver. Yeah, in Denver,
1: so it's not easy. It's not an easy win, but they if they win that game, and Pittsburgh loses to the Ravens, and Tennessee loses to the Texans, and Indianapolis wins their game... I think Indianapolis is playing a pretty winnable game. I think they're playing, they're the, playing Jags. the Jags. They're playing the yeah. Uh, Oakland clinches on strength of victory tiebreaker over Pittsburgh. Uh, Oakland can clinch strength of victory tiebreaker over Pittsburgh if one of the following teams wins or ties as well. Chicago, Detroit, the Chargers, or New England. Uh, but here's the most important of all, at least now that we've moved on from the Eagles. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, on the outside, looking in, can clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Tennessee loss or tie, or a Pittsburgh tie and a Tennessee loss or a Tennessee loss and an Indianapolis win and Oakland loss or tie, or a Tennessee loss and Indianapolis win and a Pittsburgh tie Or Pittsburgh will tie on strength of schedule of victory tiebreaker. Pittsburgh can tie Oakland to strength of victory tiebreaker if all of the following teams win. Minnesota, Green Bay, Kansas City, and Miami.
0: This is complicated.
1: It's way too complicated. (laughs) But essentially, Pittsburgh needs to win. Pittsburgh needs to win. Tennessee needs to lose. And Tennessee needs to lose. Yes. Uh, But the Oakland Raiders could sneak in. If If Pittsburgh loses that game... And the Texans are still playing. I mean, there would be rioting in L.A.
0: If, if the Raiders actually make the playoffs, I mean, you would hear fireworks going off over here. You know, people driving around honking their horns with their Raiders flags hanging out the side yeah. of their oh, car. Oh, for sure. Oh, man. It would, it would be pandemonium <laughs> in L.A. and Oakland if the Raiders make the playoffs. But
1: you can bet if that Pittsburgh game finishes early and the Texans are still playing and they have a chance to beat the Titans, uh-huh. I will be rooting for uh, the Texans in that game to <laughs> see if they can get the Raiders somehow into the playoffs. That would be pretty interesting. That would –
0: I mean, you need 10 things to go right. Yeah. And if you get all – I mean, 5 out of 10 have have come to fruition so far. Five more things and you're in. That would be amazing. That, that – I mean – that probably unheard of. I'm not sure if that's ever happened. I don't know before. that it ever has. Yeah.
1: I mean, and this is the this is what makes the NFL I mean when people talk earlier in the season like, oh, it's just one loss. Oh yeah, no, you no. know. When you have sixteen games. Every loss matters. Yeah. In the NFL. When it doesn't you lose, matter if it's week one or week fifteen. When you lose to the Atlanta Falcons,
0: <laughs> when you lose to the Miami Dolphins, those games matter yeah. at the end of the year. When you lose to the New York Jets, y- yeah. those games yeah. matter. Yeah. To both both the Steelers and the Cowboys opening the door for the Eagles. Oh
1: my goodness. And next up we have the Titans. The Titans can clinch a playoff berth with a win. All they have to do is win their game. Or a Tennessee tie and a Pittsburgh loss or tie. and Or a Pittsburgh loss and an Indianapolis loss or tie. But essentially, if Tennessee wins their game, they're in. And they're playing the Titans uh, tomorrow. So Yeah, and the Eagles. The Eagles are in with a Philadelphia win or a Dallas loss or tie. The Niners. The Niners can clinch the NFC West Division title with a win or a tie against Seattle. Uh, they can clinch a first-round bye with a win against Seattle, or a San Francisco tie and a Green Bay Green Bay loss or tie, or a San Francisco tie and a New Orleans loss or tie. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, near and dear to our heart, uh, the Seattle Seahawks can clinch the NFC West division title with a win against San Francisco tomorrow. They can clinch a first-round bye tomorrow with a win. And a Green Bay loss. Who's Green Bay playing again? Green Bay is playing. Let me get to that right here. Let's see, they're playing. Oh, they're playing the Lions. So if the Lions somehow are able to beat, that's eh, not going to happen. The Green Bay pack that could happen. Eh, it's not going to happen. If the the Lions win, and the Seattle Seahawks win, the Seattle Seahawks have a first round bye. But that does not seem likely. Even if they win the division, they will not end up with a first round bye. They can clinch home field advantage throughout the whole entire playoffs with a win a Green Bay loss to Detroit, and a New Orleans loss. Who's New Orleans playing again? They have a tough game this week. Uh, New Orleans is oh, they're playing the Panthers. That's ah, not very tough. That's not a tough game. So that's probably not going to happen. Uh, but that's an interesting, interesting set of scenarios. I mean, I, primarily we're interested in... The Pittsburgh Steelers winning their game. And Tennessee losing. And Tennessee losing. The Dallas Cowboys losing their game. But at the very least, the, Seattle, or the, at least the, the Eagles Philadelphia winning. Eagles winning All their game. All they have to do is win. All
0: they have to against It feels that easy.
1: <laughs> and those are both winnable games. You have the Giants. I mean, it's
0: winnable. It's winnable. But they did struggle against the Giants just a few weeks ago.
1: I mean, we are playing the best team in the league. That is you know, not quite <laughs> the same as playing the Giants. Yeah, but you're not playing the best team. You're playing the best team's backups. But our best, but our we don't even have our we have our backups. Yeah, but your backups and are, our backups are not very good. But they've been playing. That so is true. <laughs> I would take RG three in a heartbeat right now. <laughs> I would, I would, I would take him I actually in a heartbeat right now. Compared to what we've got over I, I, there, I think my RG, Hodges jersey is uh, yeah. hanging in the closet. I, I want to see what RG
0: three can do, just not against the Steelers. I, I I think he can still you know play in this league and be a starter for a few teams out there.
1: But again, John Harbaugh, you know he has the incentive. To knock the Steelers out of the playoffs, yeah, and the Bill O'Brien and the and the Houston Texans have the incentive to knock uh, the Titans out of the playoffs, so they do not have to face them again. We'll see how strong those motivators are tomorrow. Uh, but that's some interesting, interesting playoff scenarios. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's usually so this interesting.
0: Yeah, especially in the NFC. I mean, you can drop from you know first to fifth for the Seahawks. You know, I mean, it's, that's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, and then they'll be playing at. The Philadelphia. I Eagles. know
0: that's that is that is not fair to any team that has to play the Eagles or the Cowboys to go to their home. You know, potentially gets an eight and eight team, but it's happened in the past. New Orleans uh, went to Seattle and, and got exactly. beat. Exactly, and beast mode is back. Yes, yeah, so let's all
1: say, uh, you know, whatever you're, whether you're spiritual or not religious or religious, whatever the case may be, whatever spirit or whatever you have that you believe in, please. Please put some positive energy out there into the universe for the Eagles to win their game, for Marshawn Lynch and the Seattle Seahawks to have a great game tomorrow, and for somehow the Pittsburgh Steelers to win their game, and Ryan Tannehill to revert to Miami Dolphins. (laughs) Ryan Tannehill tomorrow. That's really all we
0: need to have. It's been exciting, exciting, and anxious Sunday for me, you, and Sonia tomorrow. But Sonia's in no matter what. Yeah, she's in no matter what. She's in no matter she's what. No matter what. You, so you, it's me and you that have really have to worry about this, Ben.
1: I mean, if you talk to her, she te- I mean, you'd you think that she was on the verge of, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, her quarterback is retiring yeah. and they're not going to make the playoffs <laughs> and they don't know what they're going to do for the next 10 years. But they are in the playoffs one way or the other. Uh, and Seattle's played better on the road this year than they have yeah, at home. They actually have, yeah. So, all right, funny.
0: What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our Week 17 picks. We already talked a little bit about these games. Uh, The first one on the docket is the Packers and the Lions. You believe the Packers will win? I do. I also believe the Packers will win that game easily, and uh, they should probably Maybe we'll wrap up the first. I mean, there's so many scenarios still that need to. Yeah, know, I think come if they play. win that
1: game, they end up with a first round bye. Yeah,
0: and it's it, there's a very good possibility that they will. Uh, next game, the Bills and the Jets. The Bills are pretty much locked in where they're yeah, at. The they can't really move. go anywhere. Uh, so I'm not sure who they're going to start tomorrow. Um, for the Jets, um, you know, I'm, I'm, what do you think about the Jets, Ben, going forward? I mean, this year, um, you know, they, they had some injury and illness issues. Uh, what do you think about the Jets, you know, next year?
1: I mean, I I'm still. You've big, been high on the Jets. By I have the way. been, and I'm not very high on Adam Gase. I, I just am not a huge fan of Adam Gase. I don't think he's got the. I mean, he's he's rumored to essentially have said things regularly and routinely that he doesn't care about the Jets fan base. He doesn't care about their their regular, you know, the regular season ticket holders and the people that care about the team. <clears throat> Excuse me. And those are some rabid fans. Yeah, I mean, there. saying things like "I'm rich, I don't care about them," or "I got all the money, I don't care about them." I mean, saying some pretty. If it's true, if it's true, maybe it's not true. Uh, allegedly, he's saying these things about the Jets fans, and that's just not something that, you know, you have to acknowledge the fans that come out to watch you every single day, oh, yeah. Even if you don't believe it, don't say yeah. it in front of people you, that are going to repeat it. You really have to respect
0: Jets fans. Especially yeah, I after mean, his... they're... they're <laughs> I
1: mean, I mean it's they've, since the they've 70s been bad.
0: they've been bad I mean you know they, they did go to a couple of AFC championship games you know years ago uh but that was the most success they had in a long long time yeah and for you know for them to still fill that stadium with those passionate Every single fans week. you know credit to them you know just like Brown's fans mean, that stadium was packed you know against the Ravens it was I mean, there was not an empty seat. You know, they're panning around the stadium. There's not an empty seat in that stadium. So you really have to respect the fans that come out because that's who you're playing for. And for the coach to say some remarks like that, it's, I mean... You have to be smarter than
1: that. Yeah, I mean, and this is the only, you know, it's the only profession where you can make millions of dollars and not really be that bright. Yeah. So he should be pretty <laughs> thankful that he's in that position because Adam Gates is not going to be a brain surgeon, an accountant, or a lawyer anytime soon.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's pretty interesting that with all of his failures with the
1: Dolphins, they yeah. still pick him, I have no yeah. idea why they signed him in the first place. Yeah, and he doesn't look like he's yeah. particularly happy. Go get, doing... Ron,
0: go get Ron Rivera. Yeah. Whatever, just go get Ron Rivera. But I, better... I
1: think they have a chance. I mean, yeah. I think they got a solid defense. They've got some some hope at the quarterback position. They've got some hope at the running back position. If they can just get a you know a season under their belt where everybody's healthy and and everybody's sort of on the same page, I think the Jets could win nine games next year.
0: Potentially, yeah. I, I, they have a good future the way they're built right now. Yeah, I think just so. they need a new coach, uh, very new. <laughs> next up, Ben, we got the Dolphins and the Patriots. Ick. Yeah. Um, Patriots for me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the Patriots are going to win this yeah. game. I didn't realize they were playing
1: at New England. Yeah, no chance for the Dolphins I don't in this think game. So I don't think so. But Bill Belichick's them, not going to lose this game. Credits no the
0: Dolphins for playing hard all year. I thought they would be the worst team in the NFL. That ended up being the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Next up, Ben, a divisional game: the Bears and the Vikings. The Vikings are pretty much locked in yeah, they where move. they're at right now. They can't really move. The Bears are just playing for pride and um, division game. It, it yeah. And, and I, I could see them winning this game. I, I can see it being a close game. This is a but, hard one to predict. You know, like you said, you know, multiple times on this podcast, it's not. Well, actually, I don't know if, if Kirk Cousins is going to play at all in this game. Is he going to play? Are they going to start I in the don't backup? think
1: they've sure said they... whether or not he's going to play. Yeah, I would it, be shocked if they didn't play him. It, it's, it's a meaningless game. He needs game. to get off the Schneid after that. Not off the Schneid. He's not. You know, yeah. He hasn't won no games. Yeah. But he needs to get back in, in form. But
0: like you said, he is good in meaningless games. And that, this is one of those games where. He could be pretty good.
1: I mean, I would, I would get him out there for at least a couple quarters. Don't put him in any kind of serious risk, but yeah. I, I, could see the, I could see the Bears winning this game. Because he will
0: be playing next week, and uh, you, know, you, know, you don't want a cold Kirk Cousins going in. I mean, you want to get him a little bit of playing time.
1: Is he ever warm? Is there such a thing as a warm Kirk Cousins? <laughs> Lukewarm. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like the cream of wheat of quarterbacks. <laughs> well, without brown sugar or maple syrup. Just cream of wheat straight out of the box. Straight out of the box. <laughs> boil it on the <laughs> stovetop. Not even microwaved. You got to wait for it to boil. Are you done? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> <gone>. I'm done. <laughs> all right. Next up,
0: the Chargers and the Chiefs. Chiefs got something to play for here. If, if yeah. ever,
1: depending on how the other games go or how they're progressing in the you know in the yeah. morning games.
0: I mean, you don't want any serious injuries. You don't want Mahomes to potentially injure himself in this game because if Mahomes goes down, your season is over pretty much. Yeah, and um, this
1: is this is this is why you should listen to our podcast, folks. Because I heard today on uh, on one of those national podcasts that one of their hosts said that Kirk or that uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback of all time. So if, if you've got a million uh, listeners or whatever it is, uh, 100,000 listeners a week, and you say some dumbass shit like that, you should be listening to our podcast. Because clearly, he's only played for two uh, years, folks. He is not the best quarterback of all time. Sometimes I sound dumb, but not that dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's great. Don't get me wrong. Don't he, get yeah, us wrong. Yeah. But I think the Chargers might win this game. Yeah. I mean, part, Rivers, game I mean, Philip Rivers' last game as the, a Charger, you never know what might because,
0: happen. I mean, the, the Chiefs are in regardless. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, just you don't want to get anybody injured and, and uh, you know... You want to go into next week or not? Is, what they we play next week? Yeah, yeah. Andy so Reed, they, though, they, they, you
1: never know what might happen in this true, game. True, <laughs> If you just don't know with Andy Reid,
0: bad time management
1: for sure. Yeah, he needs a time <laughs> management like little. like a gentleman that sits or a woman that sits next to his side and just like taps him on his shoulder, him. like Tugs. like a like pay someone a million dollars a year just to call timeouts or not call timeouts. <laughs> and next up, in we got the Browns and the Bengals. Divisional battle. Oh, this is the divisional... I mean, this is for the battle of irrelevancy here. The Bengals are locked in to the number one seed, regardless of what happens in this game. This, I think, is one of my best I mean, bets. I think the Bengals are going to beat the piss. Yeah, because they've out of locked the, in. Out of the, they've locked out of the, in. Out of the, the out of
0: the Browns. The number one pick in the draft. It, yeah. They'll probably screw that up. Um, but uh, the Browns, I mean... I was high on the Browns. You were not so high on the Browns. The media was high on the Browns to start the season, but it seems like they are
1: still the same old Browns. Tomorrow night at midnight, my bet, uh, my under nine wins from the Browns, five to one, will cash. And uh, yeah, I mean,
0: they're six and nine. You know, potentially could go six and ten. Um, I mean, I would love to see them lose this game. just watch them implode,
1: and I think they will. I mean, I think you're going to find out what the Browns are all about tomorrow. I mean, a team, you know, a team that's together going into the offseason is going to play hard. You know, I know they're out of the playoffs, but a, a team that's well coached and, and and together as a unit will play hard in a game like this, and they should win it. I think the Browns are looking forward to their vacations, looking forward to getting away from Freddie Kitchens, away <laughs> from each other, and I think the Bengals are going to win this game by you know double digits. I don't think they'll. I, I still think the Browns will win, but uh, it, it, it'll be close. I mean it's not Andy Reid, but it is Freddie <laughs> Kitchens over there. They do look similar in their appearance.
0: <laughs> Next up we got the Saints and the Panthers playing in Carolina. Um I can see the Saints winning this game because they also could potentially, you know, move up. Yep. Yeah, so. I think
1: they're gonna win big and they'll mm-hmm. probably have Drew Brees out there in the fourth quarter with a thirty five point lead. Yeah. And, and for no unknown for some unknown reason.
0: Next game, uh two teams playing for Pride, the Falcons and the Bucks. This would be a fun game to watch, I bet. I'm sure it'll be fun. I mean, you know, they have nothing to lose. Um you know Dan Quinn, uh he's back?
1: I, I think he's locked in. He's, he's locked, locked in. in. He's I don't back. know why they, they announced it today. Dan not, Quinn
0: is coming no, back. I don't know why. But uh, well, because you know, he's
1: finishing up strong at the
0: end of the year. Yeah, but he started terribly. I mean, you know, just because he finishes up strong, I mean, for eight weeks you were pretty terrible there.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I mean, there's some weird shit happening. I mean, the, the Ravens just gave Marcus Peters, a cornerback a that nobody wanted, that the Rams couldn't wait to get rid of, a four year, forty two million dollar extension today. So there's a lot of weird shit happening in the NFL right now.
0: Yeah, who do you who do you choose though in that game? Uh I'll take the Falcons. I'm going to choose the Bucks only Ooh. because they're at home. That's the only reason. Okay, but doesn't really matter. Oh, this next game's exciting. next game also uh, a game that doesn't matter at all uh, for playoff standings. The Colts and the Jags.
1: Yeah, is it? It's JCPenney versus Sears. <laughs> I mean, it's two of the most poorly run organizations in the history of the NFL. Uh, one only survives through quarterback play. One doesn't survive because it does not have any quarterback play. I'm going to take the Colts because they've got a quarterback. Uh, yeah, you know, a mediocre one yeah, over over yeah. a terrible one.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and choose the Colts in this one. All right, what's next up? Ooh. Oh, yeah, next up, and the Eagles and the Giants. This is a must-win game for the Eagles. I don't even care what happens in that Dallas game. This is a must-win for the Eagles, and I can't choose against them. I mean would I probably you, should. Why would I you do probably that? should because every time I choose against them, they win. And only because of that, I'm going to say the Giants are going to win this game. Oh, that breaks my heart to hear uh, it. The only reason I'm doing it is because the Eagles win every time I choose against them, so I'm going to choose the Giants in this one.
1: Let's hope the Eagles win. Uh, you're hearing that behind the Steel Curtain podcast. They've got to the save. They've got the same scenario yeah. like <laughs> one one guy that's positive all the time out. I can't remember his name is escaping me right now. Uh but Lance Williams who's, who's his co-host is always down on the Steelers, always picking against them, always talking about the negative shit. And uh every time he picks against them really really, you know, badly, they mm-hmm. end up winning the game.
0: And that's exactly why I'm choosing the Giants because I want the Eagles
1: to win. Oh, I'm taking the Eagles all the way. Carson wins. Miles and you've Sanders. been right. You've been right. I've been wrong though. So. Uh you know I know uh your your uh, tackle is I think he's out again in this game. Is Lane I Johnson believe? Lane Johnson is out again. Uh, Ertz is out. But I notwithstanding all of those injuries,
0: you know, Jordan Howard is making his return.
1: Yeah, uh, but I mean Miles Sanders is playing. I mean, I think if he could spell Sanders and get him some rest, mm-hmm. especially going into the ha- you know, going into the half so Sanders can come back really rested for the f- yeah. for the third and fourth quarter. I think Howard... Can, short yardage.
0: Short yardage used Jordan Howard, you know, for, uh, you know, if it's a third and long, then, you know, obviously you have Miles Sanders, he can catch it out of the backfield, so.
1: But I think you'll see a lot of screen passes and a lot of things in the short game tomorrow yeah. to, And Boston to, to Scott, And
0: Boston Scott has also filled in well in that sort of um, Darren Sproles uh, sort of, um, you know, quick little... Yeah, 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 Sort of and running like back role, good. and uh, he, he, man, he's he's been great he, off the know, practice I mean, squad. Off I mean, the practice
1: and I mean, and Greg, uh, Greg Ward as well off the yeah. practice squad. Play, I would love to see that Prague. guy. Love to
0: see him throw a touchdown in this game. And I think he might. You know, that that would be an, an amazing play if they drive. I think Doug him.
1: Peterson is going to do something that has been Andy Reid's nemesis for his entire career. I think I think Peterson is going to learn something that Andy Reid has never learned: <laughs> uh, how to pace this game, how yeah. to how to how to you know slow the game down. Control the ball, control the time of possession, and manage the game to keep Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley off the field. I think that is something that Peterson is going to take make as a premium. Tomorrow, I think you're going to see a lot of you know second and fours, second and threes. I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of short runs, short passes to keep possession of the ball and keep Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley off the field. I think Peterson is going to be smart. I'm not, I'm he's not gonna...
0: worried about Saquon as much as I'm worried about Daniel Jones, because the Eagles have a pretty good run defense, but their secondary is terrible. Darby's going to be out this game, which isn't saying much, because he hasn't been that great this year. They they, they came up big against the Cowboys. Uh, Sidney Jones did, but also... you know, a lot of those passes were just inaccurate. I mean, they were beaten on quite a few plays he's, there. He's, you know, he, Jalen Mills is partying after, if you, you know. Could, uh, if you
1: could smile with your eyes. For anytime <laughs> Friday says anything terrible about like even when he's intimating how bad Dak Prescott is, his eyes are like all lit up like he's just opened up his first box of Legos and he's four years old and I, he's got he's got the Death Star Lego set in front of him.
0: I would actually love that right now, even at my age. <laughs> uh, but yeah,
1: he, he can't wait to say bad things about Dak Prescott. I've said a lot of good things about
0: Dexter, not Scott. recently. Not recently, because he hasn't been that great recently. Yeah. But to start the season, he
1: was pretty good. One hundred forty million dollars. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yes. Next up, Ben Cardinals and
1: Rams. This game <sighs> does not matter. I think the Ram. I think the Rams are going to lose this game to the Cardinals. I think I, the Cardinals I, I, are going to win this game.
0: I, I think the Rams will win. I mean, they're they're just playing for pride right now. They're just a more talented football team. I think they will win.
1: I mean, he tried his best last week. I mean, uh, you know, McVeigh tried his best to kick, you know to flush. To flush Goff out of the pocket, you know, keeping him on the move, you know, rolling him out to the right, rolling him out to the left. You know, a lot of deep drops in that game, but it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that the Rams have to sort of go back to the drawing board and figure out their offense. But I think the Cardinals, I think the Cardinals, they got something to play for with Kingsbury and Kyler Murray in their first full season last game. I think the Cardinals will win.
0: Mm -hmm. Next up, Ben, a very important game for the Steelers. (sighs) Even if they win, they
1: still might might not make the playoffs same um, scenario as last year only we're not playing the Bengals. What do you think
0: will happen in this one?
1: I think I think that if the Steelers can do exactly what I said that Andy Reid doesn't do and what I think Doug Peterson will do, I think if they pace this game, they commit to the running game, I know the Ravens defense is particularly stout. They actually the Ravens blitz on about 56% Of their plays because their their coverage in the secondary is so good that they don't need to drop their linebackers and safeties into coverage on a routine basis. They're the only team in the league that blitzes, I think, at fifty percent rate or better. Um, But I think that also opens up lanes in the running game, and if they can, if the offensive line can pull it together, uh, there should be some space uh, in the second level for those running backs to squeak through. And I think that they've got to commit got to commit to the running game. They can't They can't give the ball to Devlin Hodges 40 or 45 times throwing the ball down the field. Not with Juju Hurt, uh, not with Washington struggling a little bit. I think they've got to commit to the running game, rely on their defense that they're going to get the ball back to them, play field possession uh, a field position game with them, and, and hope that Harbaugh and RG3 can't scheme up something to beat their defense. But I think they've got to stick to the running game and commit to it, and the offensive line has got to come to play. Otherwise, they are going to lose this game. Mm. If the offensive line lets them down, they will lose this game. So I'm going to pick uh... (laughs) (laughs) – I mean, a a smart person would pick the Ravens in this game because their second stringers are better than our second stringers, but I'm going to go with the Steelers. I have to. I have to pick the Steelers. I also
0: have to go with the Steelers in this one, Ben. I mean, I really want them to win. I really want the Titans to lose. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. Um, Hodges is starting, right? Yeah. Yeah, Hodges is starting. I'm going to wear my and, jersey and, and, tomorrow. And I'm hopefully. Gonna get, I'm going to wear it in the afternoon. It'll be the Hodges that we saw for those first couple of starts that we, that he had, not throwing you know four interceptions and turning the ball over. Um, hopefully we see that guy. Hopefully they're able to run the ball well. And, um, man, oh, the Ravens are – they're pretty. They're locked in, though, right? I mean, they they, they yeah. Can't they can't lose, move their playoff yeah, they, positioning. They, they're number one, and that's.
1: But again, it's a divisional game. Well, the, the Patriots could also get number one, right? Uh, oh, the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. Let's see. Let's go. Actually, let's go back to that. Mm-hmm. The Except- Patriots actually can lock up home field throughout the playoffs with a New England win or tie, uh-huh. or a Kansas City loss or tie. So, if New England wins their game, they're locked in to a first round bye.
0: As the number two Or the number
1: one
0: uh, I think probably Number number. Good. Let's see The Ravens are Thirteen and two Right now So that'd make them uh, Thirteen and three Let's say if they lose To the Steelers And the Patriots uh, then would oh the Patriots
1: be- are twelve and three so even if they yeah eat, so I guess this is a, they'll uh, be tw- so the Ravens will still I mean the Ravens will I'm be thirteen sure. and three the Patriots will be thirteen and three and the Ravens still end up with home field yeah. because of the the tiebreaker um so regardless okay. of what New England yeah. does
0: so this is a matter so yeah. hopefully hopefully. They won't be playing their second string. Yeah, the Ravens have literally nothing, third.
1: They got nothing to play for. The Ravens third string literally guys, nothing to play for.
0: Yeah, nothing to play for. And hopefully the Steelers can take advantage. Ben, gotta. I'm crossing my fingers right now. And uh, uh, ne- next game, the next game, next game
1: up. is just as important. Unfortunately, just as important, Ben, just like it was last year. Do you have your Deshaun Watson jersey? I sh- <laughs> I might have to wear one. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield screwed me last year by not beating the Ravens in the last game it was of the year, close. even though they had the chance to do it. Yep. Um, I don't even know if, if Watson is going to play the entire game. Allegedly, he's not going to play the entire game, but he is going to play. And, yeah. Watt, and and Hopkins, is, they're going to play. And Hyde's going to play. And allegedly, all these guys are going to play. And allegedly, J.J. Watt's coming back for the playoffs. Not that it yeah. really matters because he's in-name only is J.J. Watt. Uh, but I got to go with the. I gotta go. I gotta go with the Texans. I have to.
0: I hope so. I hope so. I hope you're right, Ben. I'm gonna go with the Texans also, only because I really want them to win. I really want this Steelers just, just to make just them Tannehill.
1: Hill, just give me one of those Miami games. Give me, <laughs> give me one of those games. Give me one of those Chad Pennington like games. Give me one of those. That's what I need from you. I need a a 13 of 28, you know, <laughs> effort from you. Uh, Derrick Henry will be at full force in this game. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. he will be. You know, 100% in this game, which does not bode well for the Steelers' playoff hopes, even if they're lucky enough to beat the Ravens. yeah. Uh, but these are two interesting games where they're both interdivisional games, and they both have playoff consequences. Both the Ravens and the Texans can attempt to send their division rival home for yep. the playoffs, and I think that is something to play for. Uh, if I were the Ravens, I wouldn't be particularly worried about playing the Steelers in the playoffs down the road, uh, but if I were the Texans, I would be worried. About playing the Titans potentially deeper down the road into playoffs, uh, so I think the Texans should try and win this game.
0: Mm-hmm. Completely agree with you, Ben. Uh, next up, we got the Raiders and the Broncos. Ooh, An important game for the Raiders. Yeah, for the Raiders. If everything else if goes everything right, else, if
1: the last two games go the complete opposite of what we just picked, then, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> then they're in. And the Colts somehow do not lose to the Jaguars, which is unlikely. Also unlikely. Man, the Raiders could actually. The Raiders are looking pretty good right now. Yeah, I mean I think the Raiders could get in. I mean if if if
0: I think if, I think for the Raiders it's going to come down to one thing. I think the Steelers will win. And 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 the Titans will lose. That's like, that's the only reason they won't make it in, Ben, but you will. All right. I'm going to have to I'm going to I'm going to believe you.
1: I'm going to believe you.
0: But you 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 would take the Raiders in this one.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, I'm taking the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you know, I think I think Drew Lock's a pretty good quarterback and and then they're playing at altitude. Proof so it's going to be tough, but Derek Carr, if you if you want to have a job next year, if you want to be on the Oakland Raiders staff next year, you better win this game. Regardless <laughs> of what has happening in the other two, you better win this one. All right, next up, Ben, we got the Redskins and the Cowboys. Woo, Cowboys. I'm kidding yeah, i'm taking i the, I'm taking the Redskins in this I, game. I, well
0: I'm gonna take the cowboys in this one I mean, no, re- realistically realistically, I think the cowboys will win this
1: game nope the Eagles no way will hopefully win this and it won't even matter no I mean it it they found they they've been very off, confident They've been lopping off little pits of the foundation of the building for the last four or five weeks, and the last brick is going to get pulled out, and the whole Cowboys' castle is going to come crumbling I to wouldn't the call dust. It a castle, I wouldn't really call it a castle. They didn't really build a castle. <laughs> well, later. they got five championships or six. Yeah, okay, that was a quarter five? a quarter of a century ago. But I think I think this is it. I think Jerry Jones, you know, ill-equipped to be a general manager, ill-equipped to be a team executive. I think this really solidifies that the fact that he needs to make a change. I think the Cowboys are going to lose this game to the Redskins tomorrow, regardless of whether Dwayne Haskins plays or not.
0: We'll see. We're split on this one. And next up, Ben, a huge game in the NFC West. The Niners and the Seahawks playing in Seattle.
1: Seattle hasn't been playing that good at home. They haven't been playing that good on the road either. Um, <laughs> so... Uh,
0: what do you think? Uh, this is this is a tough one. I mean, uh,
1: I mean, it, if it was my money, if I'm putting my money down in this game,
0: I have to go with the Niners.
1: For the record, longtime listeners of the show, we love you. First of all, we love all our longtime listeners. We really appreciate you listening. But just for the record, Sonia's out here, sort of pacing around yeah. us right now <laughs> as we're talking about the Seahawks game. So if you if you if you sense that we've changed our tone of voice or our perspective on the game, what do you that work? might have something That's to do with work. it. Whisper into the mic. Uh, I'm sorry, Franny. What, what were you? I'm. Uh, I, I look.
0: Like I said, if it's my money, I mean, my heart wants the Seahawks. <laughs> if it's your money, but my brain is telling me the Niners only because the Seahawks have sort of fallen off the last few weeks. I mean, last week was quite a struggle. You know, Marshawn Lynch is coming in fresh. They got Turbin coming in fresh. I mean, the Niners are uh, pretty much at full strength and. It's going to be a tough one and and, and that 12th man hasn't really helped them this year for the Seahawks. So I'm I'm sorry, Sonya. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game. Are you it's picking the game. Niners? I'm I'm sort of picking the Niners. All right, Friday. picked you go against the
1: family. I'm not going against the. I'm, Let's I'm just, go for a boat ride. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Michael I chose against the Eagles. Michael and Fredo are out on the lake. <laughs> Actually, no, he didn't. Michael didn't go on the lake, but he did send <laughs> Fredo out on the lake. Um, I think I have to. You know, it's cold outside right now. I can't <laughs> imagine sleeping out here. So I'm going to, I'm gonna go with the Seahawks in this game, and and I believe it's simply because they're playing at home. And simply because your wife is a Seahawks fan. B. Carroll <laughs> has Beast Mode back. The only I think the only I think they only have two injuries listed on the fifty three man roster going into this game. Wagner is back. Uh Quandre Diggs is allegedly able to play in this game. What's his name? Uh the uh Dwayne Brown is out. Sonya, that's the only Sonya- injury on, but but everyone else is healthy. Lockett is healthy. All the receivers are healthy. The remainder of the offensive line is healthy. Michael healthy. Turbin put down the box of Krispy Kremes. He <laughs> is on his way to to Seattle as we speak. Actually, he's probably already there. I'm guessing. I hope he's already there. Um, Marshawn Lynch. The energy that Marshawn Lynch is going to give to that team and to the fans in that stadium just by standing on the sidelines wearing number twenty four. Is going to be enough to push this team. I mean, and you have Russell Wilson in a game for the division against Jimmy Garoppolo, who's more interested in uh, dating porn stars and buttressing his own buttressing his own image. I think Russell Wilson versus Jimmy Garoppolo in a, in a team in a game that's otherwise pretty evenly matched. I think I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks in this game. That was long. <laughs> it was long. It was long. That is S- true. Sonia, Sonia's uh, trying to
0: stoke the fire right now outside. She just walked outside from watching her Lifetime movie. Sonia, what do you? Who do you think is going to win this game? The Niners and the Seahawks. This is huge. Step up your, to the mic for your standings in the NFC. You could potentially be what second, or potentially even first. first. Yeah. We'll or you might have to face the Eagles or the Cowboys in their home in fifth place. Right.
2: I think Seattle will win. I do. I do feel that Seattle's going to win because, you know, bringing back Lynch is huge. I mean, they went and and they, they...
1: – We're trying to get the Frana, mic closer to Sonia. Prana
2: is shoving the microphone up my nose, okay?
1: <laughs> within a foot. Let's just keep it within a foot.
2: Okay. Seattle's going to win because they're all heart and soul 49ers, they're just a one season team. Okay. They are. They are. Because you know what? Garoppolo, he's going to fall on his finger tomorrow and he's going to be out. And Kittle can't throw the ball. So what are they going to do?
0: Oh, you heard it here from Sonia, our Seahawks fan. Our resident Seahawks (laughs) fan. Resident Seahawks fan. So Sonia is, is. really confident
1: uh, apparently
0: so but when the game comes on she can't watch it because she's pacing around outside or you know sort of goes shopping she has her uh, her seattle seahawks everything on right now actually
1: <laughs> yeah she's got she's got the whole she's got the she's got the the pajama bottoms the shirt top the blanket wrapped around her all uh, seattle seahawks, her seahawks tat <laughs> yes she's got uh, so ben you the champ the, is here as nfl you got the seahawks
0: Sonia has the seahawks you have the Niners. I have the Niners. Sorry.
1: I'm I'm yes, he sorry. picked the Niners, the Ravens, and the Giants I didn't, for I, tomorrow. I didn't choose. <laughs> I didn't choose the Ravens. I didn't choose the Ravens.
0: No, well, he did. He picked
1: the Giants for my own reasons. Okay. Yeah. He's hoping to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Friday. what's so, next up on the big board?
0: Those are our picks for week 17. Next up on the big board, Ben, is our
1: betting corner. All right, hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our betting corner.
0: All right, and we are back with uh, Ben's bending corner. That wasn't the lead-in that we had the last couple of weeks, though. Ben, no,
1: I saved, I spared them uh, <laughs> the this, this song. Those listeners, thank you all so much for bearing with us and listening to that song the last couple weeks. Uh, we'll come up with something else, uh, but that song I think maybe had a two-week run on the Billboard Top Forty, and uh, it's gone into obscurity. Uh I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. All right, Friday. What's next up? the betting corner or my parlay all right is it a fantastic 5 a sexy 6 or a sexy 7 it's a
0: sexy 7 this week ben
2: ooh fantastic
0: or that's that's there the, you go that's your sexy uh 7 or 6 uh, sound your... effect mm. right there <laughs> 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 and so for my parlay this week money line is the browns ich right ben (laughs) ick the browns the colts the saints the pats the packers the chiefs and the rams
1: really really seven can you repeat that real quick for our wonderful listeners
0: browns colts saints pats packers chiefs and rams
1: Interesting. That's going to pay off pretty nicely, I think. No. It's actually those
0: are most of those uh, teams are heavy favorites to win tomorrow. Maybe not the Browns so much heavy, but uh, the rest of them are favored.
1: It should. You know, folks, Franny is going to hit one of these. I mean, it's very difficult to hit these parlays. It is. He he got lulled into a sense (laughs) of security earlier in the season when he hit, I think, a couple in a row. I think three or four four in a row. Three or four in a row. Uh, These are very difficult to hit because there's always some team that throws a monkey wrench into the works. Uh, But I like those picks. Ben, Uh, what are your picks? uh, Last week we had the Rams at Niners. San Francisco, minus 6. They did, in fact, cover that one. Uh, Ravens at Browns. Baltimore, minus 10. They covered that one. Cardinals at Seahawks. Oh, that was a loser. Arizona. Actually, no, I had Arizona plus 9.5. They covered that one. Uh, Chiefs at Bears. uh, KC minus 5, they covered that one. Packers at Vikings, I took Minnesota. That was a big stinker. And Saints versus Titans, I took Tennessee, also a big stinker. But we finished up pretty well uh, last week. This week we have Niners at Seahawks. I'm taking Seattle plus 3. I think Seattle is going to win this game outright. Mm-hmm. Uh next up Eagles versus Giants. You convinced you
0: convinced yourself in that. One. I convinced yeah. <laughs> myself
1: of that one. Eagles minus 4. I think the Eagles are going to win this game by a touchdown or more. I think Carson Wentz is going to have the fourth quarter of his life. Uh Eagles versus Giants I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles minus 4 in that game. Next one a little bit from my heart, I think. Uh, Titans versus Texans, Houston plus five in this game. Houston is getting five points, at least earlier the week. This line, I think, moved a little bit late in the week, but I got this one early. Titans versus Texans, Houston plus five. They are going to win this game by a touchdown or more because they want to send the Titans home. Next up, Redskins versus Cowboys. Mm -hmm. The worst betting week of the year gets even worse. Uh, but the Redskins versus Cowboys, Washington, I'm taking Washington in this game plus 11 because I do not think the Cowboys are capable of beating any team in the league, let alone it be the Bengals or the Dolphins by 11 points. I just don't think I can, I just don't see it happening. Uh, so I'm taking Washington plus 11. And next up, the Dolphins versus Patriots. The Miami Dolphins are getting 16 points in this game. Uh, given what the, the the Patriots have been able to do on offense this year, I just don't see, even at home, how they can beat the Dolphins, even the Dolphins, uh, by 16 points. I think it's a pretty safe bet that the Dolphins uh, finish this game at, with a loss, but not by 16 points. Uh, so those are our certified picks and our fantastic or sexy seven parlay for the week. We usually go through all of the games but given the fact that it's week 17 and there are a lot of stinkers on the slate, really difficult to find games that you can predict with any sense of you know confidence. S- confidence. Uh we'll stick with our certified picks. Yeah. We've done pretty well the you last few been. weeks You've on the certified done
0: picks. Very well with your monopoly money.
1: I've done pretty well this season. Um you know about 60% on the season thus far, mm-hmm. you know, not also counting the bets that you don't hear from me on the air, some of the parlays, some of the teasers that I've thrown out there, uh, done pretty well this season as well as cashed on the Baltimore bet to win uh, the AFC North that cashed earlier in mm-hmm. the week, and my early season bet on the Cincinnati or the Cleveland Browns to Against win under Bears. nine games is going to cash tomorrow night at midnight. Uh, that was a that game that that bet had a lot of really good odds because a lot of people were high. Mm-hmm. On the Cleveland Browns going into this season, and I think I think they got that at five to one or six to one. I can't remember exactly what the odds are, and of course, I have a whole slew of random bets on the n f c conference uh, n f c conference and the a f c conference, some of which involve the Eagles, so the Eagles need to win the Super Bowl. I have a bet on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl the Bengals to or the Steelers to win the Super Bowl, and the uh Seahawks to win the Super Bowl. I had a bet on the Eagles to win over ten games this year that did not cash and that will not cash. <laughs> uh, but there are you know a whole slew of bets that are out there for for low amounts of money that on the on the divisions as well as on um, on the playoffs. But Franny,
0: what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our shot
1: of the week. Oh, we have our shot of the week, and Franny, I am gonna. Take a quick pause, Mm -hmm. get our song queued up, and we'll have our shot of the week. carefully pours the front is a goddamn mixology
0: All right. And Ben, you're singing along with that song. It never gets you, old. You, you love it. And I love it too. And I hope all of our listeners do as well. And uh, Ben, for tonight's shot, it is for the new year, which is just around the corner. It will be 2020.
1: Can you? I can't believe it. The end of a decade.
0: And this shot is named after the year. <laughs> it is our 2020 shot, concocted with a little bit of a sparkling wine, some pomegranate liqueur, and a little bit of rum. The sweet rum that we tried Ooh, weeks back. We sampled that rum, rum on the show. Is the Pike's Peak? I believe Pike's something. I can't yeah. remember exactly which one it was, but we enjoyed it. It was a sweet one. I thought it would um, mix well with uh, you know a, a sweet sparkling wine and the sweet pomegranate liqueur uh so ben let's give this shot yes for sure i
1: mean a decade can you believe it oh a man whole, already i remember 20. running around this is another one of my ridiculous anecdotes in my underwear in on december 31st 1989 drinking yukon <laughs> jack uh screaming from the rooftop how amazing it was that an entire decade was coming to an end. It just shows how silly you are when you're a, a youthful, energetic, yeah, young man who's just barely graduated high school. Uh, and now, how many do you, we had three decades that have passed since then, and now coming up on the fourth or almost the fourth. Uh, but this is a pretty, you know, it's a big, you know, twenty yeah, twenty. It's big deal. I mean, I thought we'd decade. have
0: you know flying cars by now. I thought we'd. I don't know.
1: My car feels like a flies. It, <laughs> thought
0: we'd have maybe something on, you know, Mars or something. You know,
1: we have community. something on Mars. We have trash <laughs> rovers, that we've left
0: there. Rovers up there, but no communities built up there. You know, you watch all these futuristic movies, these sci-fi films, and, you know, by 2020, we should have all these, you know, robots running around. <laughs> As we told you. Know, as uh,
1: as we told Sony last Terminator night, type robots. <laughs> yeah, we went to we went to watch we watched uh, Star Wars, whatever the name. I don't even know the Last Skywalker, or End of Skywalker, or whatever the name of the movie was. Uh, I've seen all of them except for I think the first two that came after the the first trilogy, and they had horses riding on the back <laughs> of spaceships in space. So there are things that that may happen in yeah. the future, but I, I just I literally something never get old. In, but i guess they were in the atmosphere but still i mean it was a strange thing that were, there were there were horses riding on the back of the millennium falcon or on the back of one of the destroyers that was a little strange
0: so cheers ben this shot um i just kind of came up with it myself there's there are no
1: credit to be given on this no one no credit
0: uh and i hope it tastes Except good you. i hope i hope it tastes good i mean there're not too many shots out there you don't usually shoot uh, champagne or sparkling wine you A can. lot of the shots online Were, were jello shots um, But uh, you know I just concocted, you use your, uh, concocted
1: big, my own The big book of a thousand shots that I got you for the No, the cham- <laughs> no
0: champagne No champagne in there Okay here we go <laughs> Cheers Ben
1: That's actually really good It is good That's uh, Champagne
0: a- it's bubbly. You can definitely taste that. You can taste a little bit of the pomegranate. The rum. Champagne, doesn't rum, really come and. Through. Maybe I should pour more rum in there next time.
1: I, I tasted a little bit. So champagne, rum, and a little bit the of this, pomegranate the pomegranate liqueur. Pome- and wasn't there a whiskey in there?
0: No whiskey. No whiskey. It was, whiskey it, was, it was just those three ingredients, and the shot is very pretty. I'm going to post that on Instagram. Ben will post it on Twitter. It's a nice purple. Ooh, that was really good. Purpley pink sort of shot uh but yeah i mean that, that's that was better than that bubbling oh, that was you wanna, you really wanna drink good that one that one was for sonya sonya tried a little bit of the residuals and uh lauren as well but uh we a, are you want to you want to drink that one too
1: i'm going to drink it eventually all right <laughs> i think we're, we're going into the drinking portion of the show so in order to remain somewhat lucid during that portion of the show i will sip on that one or shoot that one during the the next portion of the show but this again Friday mixes these shots every single week he has to Rack his brain, search the internet. Not much, wracking. search the microfiche <laughs> in the library to try to find a unique shot for that's, us that's, each and every single week. And he the does it, microfiche. he does it somehow. He gets to the microfiche machine <laughs> in the public library and scrolls through shots from the teens, the 20s, the 30s, old newspapers, obituaries, people's likes and dislikes, distilleries that have closed. And he gets these for us every single week, and every single week they are amazing. I wish
0: so, I wish I I went through all the effort <laughs> that you just explained, but now nah, this one was pretty easy. New Year's right around the corner—that was my motivation, and I figured, you know, why not some champagne shots for the new
1: year? So he is the PR man for everyone but himself. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton. Case Keenum, Josh, Josh Allen, Case Keenum, Daniel, every, Jones. Every Daniel Jones, every mediocre quarterback out there gets props from Friday, but he can't give himself. He's so self-deprecating, folks, uh, but he puts these together literally every single week, and it's pretty amazing. I have to put together the agenda, but the NFL News is what the NFL no. News is. These are pretty impressive uh, agendas, Ben. So it's, you know, pages I can't make up the fact that Doug Marone got fired. He did not get fired. I can't just say that he did. Huh. Uh, so Franny puts these together every week. So a lot of credit to him. This is pretty amazing stuff. Franny, well, well thank you. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> you are welcome. What's next up on the big board?
0: Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our brown taste uh, this week. This is something I picked up last week. I'm sure you posted some pictures on Twitter. I did. I, I think did. I completely forgot to post it on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, uh, Least shocking thing uh, I've heard tonight <laughs> And uh, so it is our. is I'm not sure if it's Balcones or Balcones I think that's the distillery that this comes from It's a highly rated rye from Texas 100 proof Me and Ben really love the rye, And Ben We love the rye. We love the rise And I'm sure you have some information there for us I do So we are going to Oh that's way
1: too loud folks A little loud Turn down the, the banjo turn bit Turn down the banjo music there a little bit uh, but this is a Texas rye, a rye mash bill creation from Balcones. I'm not sure if it's, like, I, as Friday said, it, we're not sure if it's Balcones or Balcones distillery. But this is a rye mash bill creation. Uh, this is a 100 proof pot distilled 100% rye whiskey. Its nose is a soft charred oak. Black tea, which I don't recall having in any of the other uh, ryes that we've tasted. Also cracked peppercorn up to fruit and chocolate-covered cherries. The taste is creamy, buttery toffee, building to peppery spice notes with hints of coffee and nuts. The finish... Oh, is going to like this. <laughs> right out of the Jim Beam playbook. The finish is peanut butter and dark chocolate. Uh, the bottle is, a, I mean, the bottle is a, it's an interesting bottle for a rye. I don't know that we've seen a bottle with this specific. Short and fat. I mean, it's a sort of a short and fat. It's got the green label. We don't get a lot of green labels uh, in the rise. at least the rice that we've tasted So far, but this is from Balcones Distillery. In 2008, there was nothing more than an idea driven by a passion to create something original and authentic right in the heart of Texas. It all started in an old welding shop under a bridge in Waco. For the next year, they replaced the roofing, knocked out the walls, laid brick cut pipes, installed copper pot stills from Portugal... And shoehorned a whiskey distillery inside that quaint building, proud of what they had accomplished on their own. They began, began distilling in two thousand and nine. So this is an interesting rye out of the state of Texas, out of Waco, uh, from Balcones or Balcones Distillery. Fran, you want to give this?
0: Let's give it a shot, beautiful, beautiful,
1: beautiful rye. A taste.
0: Cheers, sir. You have yours right there. I do. The color—it's a beautiful it's, it's copper nice. color. Yeah, it's it's darker than other rise that we've sampled on the show. Definitely
1: Smelled. darker than the Ardbeg.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you love everybody's that. favorite. You got a little bit more for uh. Yeah, Friday got me a
1: bottle of Ardbeg. Check out the uh, and out and player.
0: Ben, you got me uh, some of the Shield Egg eighteen. We will sample that on oh, the, the show. Oh, the Glen Moray. Oh, no, you got me. No, but this uh, for Christmas. So actually, Sonic got me. That it was the Egg eighteen. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. You know, coming through. It smells like a almost like it a. Smells a, different than some of the rides we've had. Um,
0: uh, nuttiness. A little bit of banana.
1: Oh nuts.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost like a banana.
1: Oh, you like ruined a, me on it. Now I taste the. Now I smell a, the banana. A
0: banana, like sort of, you know, a a a, a cake. You know, like a. <laughs> Ben Ben is holding one nostril closed as if he's snorting coke over here it's just
1: I want to taste I wanna <laughs> smell the oak I don't smell the oak I want to smell the oak
0: there's a little bit of woodiness coming through but definitely but I, I a black tea a, a I can strong smell. a strong banana a nutty banana sort of scent coming through it smells good it smells I mean all the rice that we've tried on that we sampled on the show have have smelled really nice
1: but I can smell the pepper I actually, I would actually, the banana, I don't smell as much. I do smell like sort of the chocolate and the fruit, but I don't, I don't smell the, there's a the sweetness banana.
0: to it, spicy finish at the back of the throat. And
1: it's a little harsh on the entry.
0: See, I don't, I don't feel the harshness. It's, but it's, it goes
1: away very quickly. It goes
0: away very quickly, but it has a nice sweetness to it. It's, it's, um,
1: the finish is fairly,
0: you know, those, um, uh, you know, those like, uh, Waffle those thin waffle wafers with a little bit of caramel on them. They're very uh, popular, um, like in the Dutch culture.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know what I'm, what I'm yeah, talking about. Like yes. they have them for like the breakfast. Yeah, like, the like a biscuit.
0: biscuit. I kind of taste that sort of coming through. It's almost like a waffly, caramelly sort of flavor at the back of the throat with a little bit of spice. I'm not tasting the nuttiness.
1: I don't actually. I when I read it, I it. thought because we had tasted it admittedly earlier in the evening. And when I saw the peanut butter, dark chocolate finish, and the, I mean, the buttery toffee, I, I could taste. I could taste the sweetness. I don't know if it's a buttery toffee, if it's a honey, but it sort of has a, Mm-hmm. A sweet thickness to the sweetness of it.
0: This is very good. Actually, I, I really like this. I mean, it's 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 complex. There's a lot of flavors coming through I and mean, There's always something with every sip. There's something else to enjoy. It is complex. With
1: and the it. smell, the nose does not match the flavor. No, no. Which not. I always like. I always like it when the nose sort of is distinct from the from the actual. Yeah, I mean, because
0: like, it, it smells like uh, has that banana scent coming through with a little bit of the nuttiness. But when you taste it, when it goes down, it's not the same.
1: Oh, that's really good. It is actually. This is a
0: very. And it's a new
1: distillery from two thousand and eight, nine. When they first started distilling in two thousand
0: nine, very good, man. I, I really like this one. This looks very interesting. It doesn't have any legs. but there's a little bit of sweetness at the finish, but not overpowering. You know, it's like the right amount of sweetness with a little bit of spice. It's got that warm with that.
1: finish, though. Yeah, I it's like that. It's got that, that warm finish that that it lingers, but and it doesn't tonight, linger in a in a way that tonight
0: is perfect for that yeah, because I it's mean, fucking cold outside.
1: That warm, and this is. I mean, I'm sure you'll watch the old Western movies where they're, you know, they're passing around the whiskey when they're camping around the fire and it's freezing cold. They're like, "Give me that whiskey to warm myself," although that that does not really work. Yeah, in fact, it has the opposite <laughs> yeah, effect. Exactly. You're more likely to die if you get drunk <coughs> when it's freezing cold outside. Yeah, it constricts your blood vessels. Or whatever. Um, but this has that warmth. On, the, I could see why if you were drinking something like this, that you would think that it was warming you because that finish is so warm.
0: S- smells good. I mean the 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 entry is nice and there's a little bit of creaminess to it um i really like this Ben. I, mean, I really like it i yeah. mean the,
1: the the entry's a little i mean there's the complexity it doesn't little, it doesn't hit you right away the there's a little bit of a
0: zing to it i can't yeah. really put my finger on it's a little bit what's of a, it's
1: a little bit of a i wouldn't say tart i would say i don't know it's just, it's got a little bit of sourness on the on the yeah, entry it's a little
0: biscuity you know has a sort of a
1: But where are we on the price range for this one? Uh, I think it's
0: around forty dollars. I, I can't remember now, but I think it was around forty somewhere on there.
1: But I mean, it's really amazing. I mean, this one, like I'm looking at the Woodford Reserve uh, that Ronnie was drinking. <coughs> yeah, that rye like, earlier. It, earlier, was, earlier it was that one was soft. That was a really soft. Like the the, it, the difference between <laughs> our, this rye and some of the other ryes that we've tasted is, always amazes me. This is really this one. I think is really different than some of the ones mm-hmm. we've tasted mm-hmm. in the past. This almost tastes a little bit more like a.
0: You know, like the whistle. I wouldn't pigs. say a
1: Scotch, but it, it has a.
0: No, I'm saying like the whistle pigs have that. There's something different about it. Yeah, you, know, you just can't put oh, your yeah, finger. Oh yeah, they're all good. It. Even the even or, the cheaper. Ones this one good. also. There's something there. I just. I don't know what how to describe it. You know, I mean, it's like. I'm just just letting it sit in my mouth a little bit. There's a little bit of the coffee note. Yeah. If it sits there for a while, but I definitely, I definitely... Taste the
1: chocolate. I taste the chocolate. I taste the, the toffee. The pepper. Maybe it's the pepper that I'm. Maybe the pepper. The pepper is what I'm. I'm describing as sort of a, a sourness or mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a harshness. I think it may be the pepper. A little bit of vanilla spice too. Ooh, this, it's. I mean, this is if you were going to describe mm. a rye from Texas. This is pretty damn close to what I would expect.
0: I hope they're not Dallas fans.
1: Well, they're definitely not. Well, from Waco. <laughs> Waco's way down there. Is it? Well, what's I mean for Texas, I think <laughs> it's way down there. It's a, I tried driving through the panhandle took me all day. Let alone driving through the, but this is, this the is, birth of Texas.
0: This is really good. I mean, compared to all the other rides that we've tried on the show, um, you know, I've definitely liked the whistle pigs. Um But this is a a very it's so distinct. solid rye um I, w- I would rate it right up there with with some of my some of my you know favorite drinks that i've had on the show um this is not this is there. not something that i'll be mixing with coke oh you know, the, no the, the reason i grabbed that that woodford reserve is because I mean, it's good the it's smooth it's just there's not much complexity to it it kind of goes in and goes down and it tastes like what a rye basically should yeah, taste like
1: it's, it's probably 70 this uh, for this, this one 100 percent rye i mean i think that's where you get that it lingers that sourness that 50 percent
0: alcohol but it it doesn't really hit you at the back of the throat with something that is uh that has such a high alcohol content or a fairly high alcohol content it's 100 proof you know yeah. i
1: i definitely can't taste the alcohol yeah no not, it's, not it's, it's proof. just it's no very way. enjoyable definitely
0: not like it's like a biscuit waffle caramel with a little bit of vanilla. It's very good. I like this.
1: I would say, yeah. I mean, I may, I may like a little bit lower rye quantity. Mm, good or percentage. Very good. Ooh, but it is good. Yeah, it's it's actually better than I expected it to be.
0: Yeah. And for the price range, yeah, very good.
1: I think Franny and I have decided we both like rye. Yeah. We For, both like the Isla Scotches, Yeah, we're, we're not so harsh that it knocks your socks right off.
0: We're not so big on the bourbons anymore. You know, I think we've we've settled on the rye, yeah. and the Isla Scotches. That's, I mean, because there's so much, they're so interesting. You know, they're, they're just, yeah, there's something some different about them. Yeah,
1: like a, like a complex Scotch it doesn't even have to be an Isla, but it just has to be a complex Scotch mm-hmm. or a rye or an Isla Scotch. Uh, but, the, but even the the scotch the glamoree that we tasted the 18
0: oh no, it was the the shield egg. oh the shell Egg. I think it was uh, the shield egg I, 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 the... I, I let me take a look here I think it, I think it was uh, the shield egg but that one was smooth all the way through but it had um, you know a, a complexity to it and uh... but
1: I like the complex scotches I like the complex I mean I want to like a bourbon because it's a bourbon you're supposed to like it but um, <laughs> but the rise like this one is a hundred percent might be a little like i think i might like a little bit lower uh rye percentage because it has that tang that that bite at the entry not sure where that picture went but we'll try it on the show though
0: i mean that's that's one that we'll 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 sample on the show i I just didn't bring it over tonight but this is good um, stuff. i'm sure the price i'm shocked yeah very good very good
1: ah that's really good hang them horns Okay. All right, Friday, what's next up on the
0: big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the nights. It is from Anaheim. It Pretty close.
1: Is indeed. Pretty close. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, you know, we, we, as the crow flies, very close. Yeah. As the car drives, <laughs> very long.
0: And it was, um, you know, our, our last uh, beer was from El Segundo, a little bit closer. And uh, this one, I can't remember what it's called, Ben. I think you have some information for I us. do.
1: I do. Actually, we're going to cue it up, and we'll uh, we'll actually pour a couple for ourselves, and we'll get right back to you.
0: All right, Ben, and we are back, and uh, you have some information for us for this domestic beer. I do. As Ronnie reminded me, it's actually hook'em horns, not hang'em horns. Hang em yeah. horns. We, just, we just listened to that back. I'm like, well, that didn't sound right. That didn't sound right.
1: As Friday said, this is from the Noble Ale Works down in Anaheim, California. It's beer made the American way. They love beer so much that they spend the majority of their waking hours brewing, pouring, and drinking beer. Sometimes all at the same time. They were established in 2009, much like our Balcones, rye, and started brewing in 2011. After five years in their original location, they started a major expansion, installing a bigger brew house and increasing their increasing their production capacity more than twofold pretty much immediately. Meaning more bigwig IPA, which we have to try, naughty sauce tongue, tickles, and what we're about to taste, which is the <coughs> vacay all day lager. Uh, they brew all your favorite noble beers at their Anaheim location. They will also be opening a brand-new tasting room uh, that will be able to accommodate way more customers with comfort aplenty. Uh, so please, please keep an eye out for all the changes to come throughout the rest of 2019 and into 2020. Again, this is not a sponsorship. We do not get paid by Balconis by Noble Ale Works. We just do these reviews for you, our listeners, uh, and we hope that you appreciate that appreciate. Uh, The reviews, you can find them in the Platinum Triangle area just off Catella Avenue and the 57 Freeway in beautiful Anaheim, California. The home of Disneyland. The home of Disneyland. (laughs) They're right by Angel Stadium and the Honda Center. So on game days, feel free to park at our space for free and have some beers or their space for free and then walk over To the game. So, what we are drinking tonight is the Noble Vacay All Day. This is a lager. Uh, It is widely available on tap at their beautiful location down in Anaheim. It's called Vacay All Day. And what do you want to drink on Vacay All Day? The brewery asks. It's a Super Crusher Lager. Whatever the hell that means, I'm not exactly sure what that means. It's refreshing and easy drinking. The lager is perfect for your all-day... Wow. Really? This is... You know, you see, like, the the advertisements that say drink responsibly. This is not what you're going to get from this (laughs) This website. It says, this lager is perfect for your all-day drinking sesh. (laughs) Uh, So, short from session to sesh. So, essentially, they're saying, if you're looking for a lager to drink all day, this is the one. It's 4.8% alcohol by volume. And it is available from the Noble Ale Works down in Anaheim, California. Franny, you want to give this a taste? Yes, Ben. Cheers, it, this sir. This is highly reviewed or highly rated.
0: I didn't see. I, I didn't see any reviews at uh, Total Wine. What really attracted me to it was the design of the can, and also it said "vacay all day." And you know, being as it is the holiday season. I, you've been on vacation a little bit, a couple of days at least. Um, this week, you had a few days off, so I, yes, I did. So that's kind of what attracted me to it. I, you know, didn't really have any sort of reviews. Um, but uh, we did try a couple of IPAs, I think, the last couple of weeks, and I was looking to get something a little bit softer on the show. The IPAs that we tried were delicious and very hoppy. Um, this one. It's soft. I mean, it has a soft, easy to drink. I mean, it is... it is. Um, it smells it is, like a lager. It is a lager. Um, so I what's figured the, it w- would smell? be... What's the
1: smell? I don't have a glass. I mean, I'm trying to suck it out or smell it out of the can. What would you... How would you describe the smell there on the nose? There's a little
0: bit of sourness to it. You want to you want to give that a A little bit, a bit of sniff?
1: sourness on the lager. Oh, it does have a yeah, little sourness. a little bit of sourness to it. It um, almost has a European yeah. sort of smell. But it's, it doesn't have a nose.
0: crispness. It kind of has a, a lingering sort of flavor that stays in your mouth. Something that I'm not a big fan of with beers. I like when it has a crisp
1: finish. Yeah, I don't think this is uh, appropriate for your all-day drinking sesh. This is actually, it's more of a, it has a more pronounced, I mean, I like it. Slight crispness.
0: I mean, it's easy to drink. It's easy to drink. its, it's It has a low alcohol content. It has, it has content. a
1: body and a, a more of a robust flavor than you yeah. would... This isn't you know you're not this isn't a twelve pack of tecate. Yeah. I mean it's it's a uh, it has more flavor actually I think than they're giving the giving the beer credit for. Yeah. Let's give that a shot. Yeah, I think on the finish it I I wouldn't I would agree with Franny. it lacks a certain I mean and this beer is cold because it mm-hmm. is not only is it in the cooler on ice it's also forty some degrees out here. So this beer is ice cold, and it does lack a little bit of crispness on... 43 degrees, Ben. 43 degrees. So Drop we're, two degrees we're 10 degree. degrees away from freezing. Um, it lacks a certain crispness on the On the finish, on the finish yeah. It, it, it's soft. It's almost powdery on the finish. Mm-hmm. It, it's not it's not a bush where you would, you know... You, you, <laughs> you, you, you. I mean, I mean bush is a crappy beer, but it is crisp it's water. <laughs> ah, this is not Rocky Mountain. But it's good. I mean, I actually think that they if if I tasted I'm just, it without I'm sure a lot of a lot of folks if you just Yeah, if I didn't read up, any of this, yeah. I would like it no, more I mean, than I do probably after reading it.
0: Something that you could drink a lot of only because the alcohol content is fairly low.
1: It's just funny cuz I don't but, when I was growing up it was like all 3s. 3.5, 3.6,
0: 3.8. Other loggers though that I think you might enjoy more than this Ben, if you were to rate this, you know, 1 to 10, what would you give this? For a lager? Mm-hmm. No, just a beer in general. I mean, we have our own sort of, you know, flavor profile or, or, or you know, taste that we prefer. It does have I, a I sourness. Think, I think we it does like, have a little sourness to it. Yeah, it has a little bit of sourness, which I enjoy in a beer, but we seem to like the IPAs a little bit more than if you're go, go lagers. you going all the way. But, uh, you know, Pilsner is also crisp. I, like, I just like a crisp finish, you know, like when you drink it down and it it just you know it quenches your thirst this is something that you just kind of sit there and drink but it just doesn't quench no it doesn't
1: uh i on our thirst and goal (laughs) beer rating scale with 10 being the highest yeah, I would probably. And, do and this. The, the
0: beers from last week were you know nines. So, I mean, those were what delicious. Did we drink? Oh, they also go to Mayberry. also uh, to. Uh, yeah, all, all three of them actually so far have been very
1: good. What did we try? We tried the Mayberry, which we was tried awesome. the Mayberry. We the tried Citra. The
0: Citra, which we had a little bit on Christmas, and uh, oh, I did. You didn't. You had the the Pilsner Urquell, and yeah. um, <laughs> memory, and we had the Hammerland IPA, and Ooh, all of them. That one was really good. All of them were very good. Uh this one it's good, but not as good as some of those and uh I would say this is probably a five out of ten.
1: I agree I mean it doesn't it's it's not as crisp as I would like, and the finish is it lingers a little bit too much, I think for a lager, yeah, yeah, I think I would give it a five
0: it's like you know when you drink a heineken, it's a beer. It tastes like a beer. Be- this is better should. than Heineken. I, it is better than Heineken. Yeah, better but it has Heineken. that sort of lingering sort of... Mm, 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 yeah, you know, yeah. It just kind of stays in your mouth and you just want to get rid of that flavor and take the next sip. But this one just kind of stays with
1: you. Yeah, Heineken's I'm, like the beer like when I when I go to Vegas. Yeah, You know, it's Heineken, 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 Heineken. At When I'm gambling at the table, always oh, Heineken. Because yeah. you can just drink it. Yeah. And this is something if, also... If, if you drink half and they take it away and give you another one, you don't care.
0: And this is some... Yeah, this is very similar. I mean, it has it's better. Don't get me wrong. It's better than Heineken. But it's um. It doesn't blow me away.
1: It either needs to be more crisp or have more flavor. Mm -hmm. One of those two things. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of soft and it's decent. All right. Sorry, Anaheim. (laughs) But they also have a stay in your- But it's the home of Disneyland. It is the home of Disneyland. (laughs) Disneyland. They also have a stay in your lane lager, uh, which is a rice lager, which I'm not looking Mm -hmm. forward to tasting, Uh, that's street and trail legal, whatever the hell that means. Uh, they need a. They need Franny as their PR person down at Anaheim L Works, and they also have a jumping out of the gym shot for Frane and his biceps. It's a new <laughs> Hoppy Lager that is crushable in a high flyer that sharply dances to your metaphorical hoop hole and reverse tomahawks. Huge flavors of crisp citrus right down your larynx. Yeah, Franny, you definitely got to go work for this company. That's pretty good. I like that. I, I like, I that's like, a
0: little rough. I, I, that's a pretty good description. I mean, if if that's exactly how it tastes, that's pretty awesome. But
1: It sounds like something out of Dr. Seuss without the rhyming.
0: <laughs> yeah, so a five for me, Ben, and uh, what would you say?
1: About a five, yeah. Five, yeah. I would give it a five as well. All right, Franny. Middle of the, middle of the
0: road, nothing spectacular, but drinkable.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Solid purchase for yeah. your uh, partying yeah. needs on nothing, July 4th. You
0: know, it's not crazy. I think it was about, it was $9.00. I'm sure for you know they're, they're, for for was it four? No, six. It was six of oh, them. Six. It was a six pack. Um, well, I mean, they're a small brewery. They're, you know, they're, uh, obviously the price can be a little bit higher. I'm sure they don't brew as much beer as you know Anheuser Busch, obviously. So I mean, it's that's that's yeah you know, a solid price. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, friend, What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben. Are we gonna do the betting corner again? No, yeah. we're not gonna do the betting corner <laughs> again. We, yeah, we.
1: You, you threw out your best bets. Yeah. for the betting corner the first time around. We are two hours and thirty minutes into yeah. this podcast, so thank you all, anyone that is still with us. Uh, we really, really appreciate all of our listeners. So, Friday, what's next up on the big board after the non-existent betting corner? <laughs> next up, Ben, we got housekeeping to finish up tonight. All right, can you believe it? Episode fifty-two is in the books. Thank you so much, all of you, for listening. We really appreciate it. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate all of our listeners. Every single week we have listeners you know, that have been with us for a long time. Thank you so much. And listeners from around the world uh, and around the United States and the United Kingdom that are new to the show every week, we thank you all so, so much. We are humbled that you like our show and encourage you to share our website, thursdayandgoldbuzzsprout.com. Rest assured, we will eventually come out with our own website that is just thirstinggold.com. With your friends, relatives, anyone you think would also like the show. Anyone can listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, CastBox. CastBox. Google Podcast I lost my point. Overcast <laughs> Stitcher Franny just reached puberty On the show tonight <laughs> Uh Or just about any other Podcatcher out there Please 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 Leave us a review We would really Really appreciate it If you would leave us a review If you'd like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, please, we would love to hear from you. Any feedback you have about the show, the content, the segments, anything you think we could do to improve, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com or you can email us at 818 – or sorry, call us at 818-350-2680. And leave us a voicemail. Please be aware that we may use and play your message on the air. Please also follow us on Friday's amazing Instagram account where he is tweeting. and Not tweeting, but he's posting pictures. Uh, he's quite the photog if you have seen our Instagram account at ThirstAnd and my average Twitter account at GoalThirst. Thank you all so much for listening. Episode 52 in the books next week. Episode 53, we'll have playoff games on the horizon. Next week, we'll have two playoff games that have finished. I know, right? And two Damn. playoff games the following day. This is exciting, exciting stuff in the NFL. Hopefully, we will be talking about the Eagles, Seahawks, and Steelers all playing or finishing playoff games. We would love, love, love it if you would join us, Franny. What's next on the big board? Next up on the big
0: board, we are actually done for the night. So there's nothing left on the big board. But we want to wish all of our listeners out there a happy, happy new year.
1: 2020
0: is on the way, Ben.
1: Yes. Happy new year, everyone. See you (laughs) next week. (laughs)